What's going to food truck cost? You know, with food trucks taking an uptick, they're not um, as affordable as they used to be. Everybody wants to Dude, right now the economy's down. But I guess food trucks are probably the only And we'll just take the food to you. I mean, they're pretty better than selling uh, restaurants. Yeah. But I don't know. What's up, guys? Like there was a yeah, dude, there totally is. Totally. What's up, everybody? We're waiting for EJ to, to send us a request to join. EJ, what up, dude? I see you. What's up, amigos? Vendejos? Don't judge me yet. That's what I'm drinking right now. We've been doing yard work all day. It's hot. There we go. There he is. There he is. Goddamn. What up? Oh, hey guys. What are you doing? Hey, man. Damn, it got it got real quiet real quick. I am. I'm good. How are you guys? Good, man. Can you hear us? Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. How can everybody else hear? We're far away, so we can get both of us in the screen. So it's hard to, it's hard to be, loud enough. You good? I'm good. All right, good. good. You guys are great, dude. It's good to see you. You're gonna see me bang back a lot of this water, but uh, other than that. I'm good, man. It's I'm gonna, so good to I'm gonna see be, you. I'm gonna be banging back my super masculine truly drink to to uh, cool down after all the yard work. Jason, got, call in the fucking building. I got a little bit of pre workout here, but I didn't figure I'd need it for this. No. You look great, by the way. Yeah, you look fucking shit. Oh, dude. Lots of water. Um. Lots of uh, iodine, lots of supplements, lots of vitamins, lots of cardio, lots of sunlight. You do cardio? Yeah, I run sometimes. I started know? running. I started running during the quarantine to get my get my cardio in, dude. And then they kicked us off the local track like three days in. They were like, the CDC said you can't be here. And we were so fucking bummed. I just started running though. It's not a new, it's a new thing for me. Fuck the CDC. Keep running. That's all I can say. I just jump on the trampoline and do headstands in my yard. Well, you have a beautiful yard. You have a beautiful yard and a beautiful layout. We are currently in the process of uh, transforming our our little locale. We have uh, currently seven chickens, a decent garden, but no trampoline, unfortunately, and no duck pond like you guys. Yeah. You know, we got rid of our ducks and we ate our geese. Oh, shit. <laughs> you didn't eat them, as, you eat them as primary meat, not backup meat? Do what? You ate them as primary meat, not backup meat? Well, we actually ate them before the boogaloo kicked off, so, you know. Oh, my gosh. You got to reserve those, bro. JC came over, and, uh, well, the, the geese started hey, killing JC. our chickens. Hey, JC. Hey, man. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, y'all haven't talked since you had the baby. No, yeah. No, I, uh, I just sent love from afar. But no, I didn't. I didn't go out of my way to actually say like congratulations for. Oh, well, all right, all right listen, we got to quit chit chat. People want to get to the meat and potatoes. So what the fuck's going on out in New Mexico? Oh, 
Um, well, let's just say, I think around two o'clock this afternoon, we received a emergency message about uh, basic quarantine procedures going into effect. Um, my significant other, she received her travel papers earlier this week, uh, indicating that there would be indeed some kind of quarantine or some type of lockdown. Uh, I'll be talking about it this week on the podcast. What I kind of find strange is the fact that you have uh, different governors not necessarily listen to the president, which is perfectly fine, but it creates this kind of schism uh, around the country. So later on, basically over here in New Mexico, what we're seeing is not as a hardcore push for martial law that we're seeing around the rest of the nation. We're just seeing it gradually implemented here. Uh, places like New York and California, where places like they're getting hit a lot harder, they're going to have a little bit more of a stringent martial law uh, protocol or at least some kind of thing over there, over here. We're not experiencing it uh, that heavy. What about you guys? Because you guys, you're out, you're out in Texas. Well, you know where we're at, man. We're, we're outside of town. So, like, this far out, we don't really have – it's crazy. Like, we went into town today to go to Home Depot to get some stuff for the yard. And it, it was indistinguishable from any normal day. You know, we're 30 miles outside of Dallas. And so, um, even in, like, the sub-suburbs, it hasn't really reached this far. Now, the closer you get into downtown Dallas – the weirder it gets, the more I am legendy it gets. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like for Will Smith to pop out with a fucking lab, you know? It's a, <laughs> it's a weird get kind of ghost towny vibe closer into town. Um, but, man, you just don't smell the fear in the air in these suburbs and rural areas. The feed stores are still open. We're still getting chicken food. And the grocery let stores. You, huh? Let me, let me ask you a question if I can, then, because I feel like that, that's kind of what I was talking about just the other day. I feel like because there is this, like, weird hiccup in the chain of command, we don't know whether or not we should take it serious, but some people kind of are. I feel like my rebellious spirit says, like, tell people to go out, fuck isolation, fuck quarantine. But well, I also have... feel like we have to have, like, some social responsibility to take this very serious. So I, I don't know if you want to speak on that, JC, but... They, they, they have rules in place right now. I mean, technically, Dallas County, right on the edge, and Collin County, as of, uh, you know, 48 hours ago, we're on shelter-in-place lockdown. So right. we've been instructed to stay in, go out at no cost, but we're totally allowed to go out to uh, the grocery store. Um, and then we're allowed to go and get, you know, Home Depot, things you need around the house, like essentials. You can go, but... We're supposed to be locked in? Yeah. Collin uh, County is. Collin <laughs> County is Yeah, I was unaware. I was unaware. And see, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, just today they said that, okay, for sure, we're going into a quarantine. Does that mean they're going to activated tomorrow next week are they waiting for people to like reach a point where they say uh f the cdc f the feds we're well, do our thing like whatever hey it's at the end of the day it, it always comes down to the same thing it's like who's going to enforce it and what are they willing to do yes. to enforce it and how capable are they of enforcing it yes and you know i was at home depot today with a bunch of freaking rednecks that were all of them carrying guns and none of them were, were interested in some fucking pencil pushing cdc person to come tell them they couldn't they couldn't feed their family so you know you get it what you can do go, go down to home depot and, and run a bunch of you know 100 gun toting rednecks out of the building and tell them they can't work i mean no there's not to do that who's gonna there's not enough police to do that the national guard comes in and starts doing that and what do you have is you have Dude, I've been out looking for a gun for my 14-year-old's birthday. He's turning 14. I'm just going to give him a little 22. And um, the, the lines are wrapped around the building at these gun stores, which tells me that a lot of people didn't realize that guns were a necessity. But a lot of people have mm -hmm. been saying it for a long time. And now whenever the shit hits the fan, everybody realizes you need a fucking gun. 
You know what I mean? And there's a reason for it. And it's happened nationally. I told a story about one of my friends up in Connecticut four or five months ago, right after, right after New Year's, um, up in Connecticut. And these guys were like, man, we don't need guns. We don't need guns. We're anti-gun. Why would you want uh. to kill somebody? And then they had one little incident in their neighborhood where this crazy-ass little kid, like 20-year-old kid was hurt. 21-year-old kid started shooting up the neighborhood in the middle of the night out in the woods. And somebody found bullet holes in their house. And all of a sudden, my friend, who's 55 years old and extremely intelligent and successful in every way, um, all of a sudden, his stance on guns changed immediately. And, and during the trip, when Ashley and I were there, he went on Monday, he was anti-gun. And on fucking Saturday, he was going out buying the 12 gauge. So, I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like what ends up happening is like what we're seeing right now, and this is kind of what I've been talking about throughout the entirety of this, the liberties that we're going to have throughout this crisis. What we're seeing right now is like a practical application of people's ideologies. I would like to think what we're seeing right now with the lockdowns, uh, being cut out of work, all this different type of stuff like this, this is a tasting, a quick tasting of socialism, you see. We're seeing yeah. right now what happens if we full-blown bite off this whole thing. Well, but we don't want that. I'll put it to you this way. Just to, just to kind of explain what you were talking about earlier, uh, just this past weekend, I was hanging out at the gun store. We have some business stuff worked out with them. Every time they do like a concealed carry, uh, we help with processing, doing their fingerprints and stuff like that. I hadn't been to this gun shop in maybe like a couple of months, uh, but let's just say they keep themselves stocked. Yeah. I go up in there this past Saturday, man, and I swear to God, it looked like a, hur a hurricane went through. It looked like they had been robbed. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm sitting there talking with these guys, shooting the breeze. I hadn't seen them in a couple months. And I'll be honest, man, I told them this. I didn't feel – I feel safer seeing guns on racks, in display cases, on people's hips. I feel safe around guns. I yeah. don't feel safe not seeing guns on gun racks, not seeing ammunition stocked up, not seeing uh, uh, pistols and cases right there. I feel terrified seeing that because that makes me think people aren't consciously buying. I get it, panic buy for sure, defensive for sure. But what you're having right now is an emotional hysteria uh, – backed by underlying societal causes. So what I'm trying to say with this ideological thing is people know deep down we're on a time bomb, but they would like to act like things are okay. Rather than trying to act like we're on that time bomb, trying to fix things for tomorrow, well, they'll just keep putting it off, putting it off, and then whenever it actually hits, whenever the, tr the trigger events happen, whenever things hit the rushing yeah. point. People want to live. They want to live on this frequency where everything is is okay, and, and and you put your head in the sand, and you, you don't pay attention to. It's never gonna happen to me. It's never gonna happen to me. Not in my time. The economy is never gonna fuck up. We're never gonna be in scarcity, and so you choose to live down here, and then you have this spike of 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 panic whenever these things happen. Whereas some of us are preparing all the time. You're in. in you're not living in a state of fear. You're not living in a state of scarcity. You're not living that way. It's just an awareness. It's a it's a thing that you just gradually integrate, you know, slightly into well, the back of the subconscious and, and, and it smooths out the curves. And so what do you have? You got people ask us what we worry. We live in a community of fucking producers that grow their own vegetables. Mm -hmm. We've got our own meat mm -hmm. in the fridge that we got from cows that we slaughtered that we raised. And we have chickens that we eat and we have friends and family all around us. And so we're living the way that we, we should be. Nobody gives a shit around here. No one around here fucking cares Atta about this. No one cares. No one in this neighborhood. You, EJ, you've been to our house. You know where we live. No house. one in this neighborhood gives a shit, dude. And it's me, not like we're not saying this disease isn't real. We're not saying it's not killing people. Everybody's taking it seriously. No, well, that's well, that's, well, that's, what I wanna, that's what I want to put you guys' opinion. The way that we're talking about being prepared and getting active around this, that's what I'm saying. Is it rude of me to use my influence to tell people, even though you're prepared about all this stuff, you see, you see it going on, 
break the societal conditioning, break the mainstream medium spell, go out there into the real world, talk to people, see if you see the virus, see if you see people that actually have the virus, go talk to some of the doctors, some of the nurses, some of the security well, forces. Hey, do you, do you, you remember that what my ex-wife is? She's a, she's a nurse practitioner. And I so, yeah, we, yeah, we might have had a conversation before, might not have, but I mean, I was married to a nurse for 10 years and, you know, she's still obviously the mother of my children and we talk and we have conversations about the safety of the kids and we have a, a good working relationship, you know, and yeah. um, we, we've talked about this. They're, they're just not, she works at, at HCA, which is the biggest hospital corporation in the country. And um, th th they're just not seeing the, the the cases. They're not seeing any of the any of the, the the reason for panic that we're seeing that we're being fed by the media. It's not coming from. But you, you know, said it right there. It's the media. You, yeah. you said it right there. It's the media, and that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out how to explain to the audience. It's like it's like if you're in war, your buddy gets shot. It's not like a lethal shot. You just want to take care of him first before you go figure out the person that actually shot him. That's what happened. That's what's going on with the media right now. They shot at us with this like event, with this crisis. Some people kind of got shot. Yes, there are real people that died during false flags, but now they're trying to use this crisis, exacerbated to a degree, to where we just shut inside, submit, and then go along with the program. I feel like it's a, we have like we're obligated to figure out some type of way to expose what's going on, re-empower people, tell them yes, the virus is real, but you can get prepared. You can boost your immune system. You can go get you some sunlight. Well, you can do a look, number of different things. Let me let me just say that like let's I'm just going to draw a comparison but before I do it I'm going to throw out a disclaimer I'm not saying that these two things are exactly the same I'm not even saying it's apples to apples but give the, give this metaphor a chance imagine that this thing is is, is just as dangerous as the, as the common flu right and yeah. I know that people keep drawing that comparison and there's so much argument around that they, they want to nitpick over over decimal points on a percentage on a statistic or whatever of I'm not a biologist. I don't, I don't care. But like, just imagine that, that it's just the same thing as the flu. How do you treat flu season, right? You dose up on vitamin C, you drink lots of water, you try to stay active, you try to get sun, you try to avoid small congested places where people are confident sneezing on, on each other, like the fair or Six Flags or theme parks or basic shit like that. And you make sure that if, you know, as someone who has very old, you know, grandparents in their late 80s, whatever, like, I know how they live, and they just don't go out during flu season in those ways. They're, they're smarter and more, or more cautious, not smarter, but more cautious about the, the context and the conditions and the situations they put themselves into. So I'm not saying that, that, that this, this COVID-19 thing is, like, exactly the same thing as the flu or whatever, but let's just say it's two or three times as bad. You just go through those same steps yes. two or three times as, 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 as committed. You know what I mean? You're, you're two to three times as compliant to those policies in your life that you enact to keep yourself he healthy and happy and protected and all that shit. Um, JC and I can hang out because we, we're not worried about that. But if he was 90 years old, you know what I mean? He might not want to come over here and come chill in close proximity. Yeah, if no he's different. got like a compromised immune system, he's not going yeah, like, to try to do My buddy, yeah, my buddy Chuck, has got, he's got a daughter and a wife that have um, autoimmune diseases. And JC and I, were not taking this shit seriously at all. And we got on the phone with Chuck, and he was so panicked and upset and worried. And then I was like, what the hell? And he's like, he reminded us that his wife and daughter have an autoimmune disease. And immediately I'm like, look, shit, man. That sucks because as a father and a partner, husband, whatever, you want to be mindful of those situations with your with your family. You're, you're a hundred or a thousand times more cautious. So no one is undermining the respect and admiration for someone in that situation. Right. But if right. you're not in that situation consider where what situation you are in 
with regard to your immune system, the people around you, the, your proximity and contact with tiny, tiny children or people with, you know, all, all the stuff. It's just, it, it, there's a gray area. It doesn't have to be fucking panic-induced pandemic that locks you inside your home away from the sunlight and the fresh air that are going to heal you anyway. Never. You know, and just going and immersing yourself into a spring break party at Miami Beach. Well, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I have a, a system that I put in place that I think will help people gauge their panic if, if in any way, shape, and form that it can. But if you know somebody, an aunt, an uncle even that far out, mom, dad, obviously, aunt, uncle, a direct relative, a, a coworker you see every day, shape, like, that's when they have the coronavirus and they get it, you should probably panic yeah, because yeah. it's that close to home. <laughs> right. But right now, because some person in your county or three people in your tri-county area have it, you should probably calm down and just do what's smart, take care of business, act properly and appropriately, but don't emotionally go freaking bananas. Yeah. If it's down the street, yeah. your next door neighbor has it then well, you're like oh shit in the, in the dallas fort worth area what what what's called the dfw metroplex we've got in the neighborhood of 10 million people yeah i mean it's a huge 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 metroplex. It's a lot of us and a third of that is like just dallas county probably right so you got probably three or four or five million people in dallas actually probably more than a third of that probably close to half or 40 percent of that so imagine you got you got you know four million people in dallas and as soon as the media announced that there was a case in Dallas, everybody lost their fucking minds. Yep. And this is one out of 4 million people. It's not just one out of the 330 million. But my this is hysteria. It's just this, hysteria. This is, this is the social contagion aspect of this virus, and that's the aspect I've been trying to explain to people. And, I mean, even being stressed, getting, like in, getting in the lockdown mindset, getting into the hysteria, that type of stuff will lower your immune system, the stress. Look, putting on another mask, the having to stress, scrub down everything, trying to disinfect everything. The OCD that people are basically uh, injecting into their lives, that's going to cause a lot of these problems. But people don't see this. And so what I'm trying to do now is dial back the rhetoric and say, okay, now that we've got the information about this virus, this threat, this attack, whatever it is, what else does this mean? What are the peripheral things are going on that require our attention? Yes. Keep an eye on this, but why was this thrown out in front of us for so long? What was the smokescreen behind just this attack itself? So I agree with everything you're saying. I think people have been into the hype and the hysteria. They've been uh, pushed to a point to where they want and will accept any type of uh, solution, any type of answer. Not the ones that are actually correct, not healthy things, vitamin C, elderberry, <laughs> iodine. Yeah. What did Jason say? I said it just makes you feel better. Whatever answer they can give you, you know, it, it can be complete and total crap, but mm -hmm. it's going to make historic, you feel better. I have a historic uh, disdain and a historic distrust of centralized power in government. So whenever I see what they're doing now, trying to offer some type of help or some type of support, when in, when in history has this ever happened at before? Why, should, why in God's name should we believe these people? And so that's, that, that lets me know that this is something that you need to watch out for. Don't 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 look for their help. Obviously, this is a threat that requires some type of assistance, some type of action. Figure out what that means in your own life and act that. Don't take what they're giving you. That's just my thought process. And yeah. So, just I'll say this and I'll pass it your way. Uh, whenever whenever I started looking into the actual virus cures and stuff like that, I was already like addicted to fish oil, magnesium, zinc. 
<laughs> iodine, drinking water like a fish over here, getting mad amounts of sunlight, working out like religiously. So I guess, it, like personally, I wasn't really upset. But I guess I think about the modern Americans' diet, the modern Americans' like mindset, their gut microbiome. You talk to them about probiotics, they think it's like some kind of joke or some kind of a snake oil salesman thing. I look at the modern health and the modern diet of society. I, can, I see how they can get messed up. I see the people think pharma, uh, uh, supplements are a joke. I think people are addicted to, to pharmaceuticals. And it, it's just crazy to see all this, if that makes sense, to see it all kind of come together. The hysteria, the, the, the distrust with government, the distrust with the, uh, big pharma, all these different things kind of being, being exploited for, uh, for monetary gain, monetary gain or, or social agendas. It's yeah. strange. Well, the thing is, there's probably, there's probably something going on, right? But it's going to be hard to tell because everybody I talk to feels like this whole thing, not everybody, but a lot of people I talk to, even people from unsuspecting, you know, uh, perspectives and backgrounds feel like this thing is not right. Like it's not about it's not. a virus. It's, it's not, it's this not. is a weird, there's a weird, you know, tinge to this whole thing because none of it makes power sense. Grab. Do, do a it's a power grab. It, it feels like it. There's something. It could be a power grab, and it, you know, it, it, it's it's also maybe a test run for something in the future. I mean, what we've we've had. There's a, a, a town called College Station down here in Texas, and it's the town where uh, Texas A&M University is. And back in like the early 2000s, I can't remember right now, 2001, 2002, something like that. They ran FEMA ran an operation, an exercise down there where they emptied out like the entire town in like 24 hours. And they did it without any newspaper in the, in the country making a peep. And they, they had armed APCs, the National Guard was brought in, FEMA was managing the whole thing. And they did this thing as a test run, they said it was an emergency and they emptied out 100,000 people out of this town, this, this booming college town. And they didn't make the local, the local college newspaper. And so uh, those kinds of exercises have been executed in different places around the country. And they've grown in size and scope, right? Con yes. you know, Concerned like the number of people. Now, what tells me that this thing has reached a crescendo um, is that this is the first, I, I don't just think this, I know this, we all know this. This is the first time that an exercise of that order was executed on a global level. Yes. It's never been done. The global economy, the entire economic engine of the planet Earth has been shut down over a disease that has, has, has done, let's say it's five times as bad as the common flu. Let's just say it is. 10 times as bad as the common flu, it's still not a, a major threat to humanity. And we know that it's not 10 times as bad as the flu. It's, it's as bad or slightly worse or whatever. So just, yeah. I, I just want to interject real quick, uh, just to give you more confirmation that these types of drills do take place. Uh, this is just stuff I'm gonna be covering on my episode this week, but we put up a post back in November of 2019, they said the CDC started looking for advisors for quarantine uh, last November before the coronavirus. And on, seven, on September 18th, uh, the Chinese government also ran a coronavirus drill 30 days prior to the virus outbreak. And people are already familiar with Event 201, things that uh, uh, Bill Gates is involved in and more. So just to give you even more credence to what you're talking about is yes, they do conduct these types of drills, usually months in advance, uh, and I just worry about, I guess I, I, I guess I worry about it going hot or the drill possibly getting messed up 
to where it, 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 it stops being a drill and like becomes real. I'm not sure if that makes sense. I'm yeah, sure no, I, I get it. Well, here, here's, here's my input on, on the whole thing, really the bottom line in terms of how I feel like people should look at this. And I don't usually like to say like you should look at it this way, but it's a should if thing, right? Like you should look at it this way if you want to walk around in your life enjoying yourself and having a fulfilling, meaningful, purposeful life. You should do this if this. There's a natural way of living. There's a particular natural way that humans are supposed to live. And they, it, it's, it's this smaller form factor, you know, two to 300 people, maybe 100 to 300 people living in villages, being, um, being codependent on each other and having their little culture and their belief system and their sense of rules and regulations. And that many people can maintain that many relationships and do it in an effective way. You don't need a big governmental system taking all your money and your efforts. Everybody looks out for each other. Humans function well in that natural state. We've grown light years and fucking eons and universes beyond that. The further we've gotten from that natural state, the more susceptible we are bodily and spiritually and mentally individually to disease, to dis-ease, to disharmony, to discord versus the, the nature, nature's own harmony, right? But also as communities, it's, it's no different. So as within, so without, right? It's a spiraling um, fractal thing. If, if, JC's family and I, my family and the families here in our community, um, if we all grow vegetables and we trade vegetables and we do it, we're codependent and, and we don't need anything and we're all armed and we're all looking out for our families, there's just nothing to look out for. And to be honest, that is a, probably a preferential system and lifestyle to what most of us are living right now, waking up in the morning, separating from our families at an unnatural time of the day to go spend our entire day separately doing things that we hate to come back together and still think about those things to sit in front of a TV to be programmed. You know, it's, 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 it's not necessarily the best way to live. And so if we can just take this time to reconnect to ourselves, stop eating like shit, stop drinking like shit, start exercising, mm -hmm. get some sun, get some fresh air, do all the things that, you know, w within your own life to get your shit in order and then seek out other, you get, make your own room and then go seek out other people who got their own fucking rooms made too. And then yep. it doesn't matter what happens. Every day can be filled with purpose and hope and beauty and communion with people and human connections the fucking whole point of this thing anyway. We just fucking do that. Form these communities. Let the fucking boogaloo come when it may. You're going to be the last community they hit because you're a bunch of people who got their shit together. That's the fucking yeah, reality. Know. And if there, anybody's ballsy enough to come take on 100 to 300 well-armed, well-organized people who are fighting for the, for the people that they love, then you fucking got no chance anyway. You, you didn't to begin with. Good luck in the next life. But it's not a bad place to be. I'd rather live my life in hope and sit, sit around all day thinking about, man, the, the government's going to come. They're going to take my shit. The, you know, the feds are going to raid me and the fucking barbarians from Mad Max are going to take my fucking truck. Let them. Let them do it. Live your life with purpose, man. We're blessed. We're still blessed. It's 85 degrees outside. I've been doing yard work all day, getting the fucking getting sun, getting heat, and playing with my chickens and my dogs and my cats. Got my best friend over here, my other best friend over there. And, dude, life so is fucking good. Don't, don't let the media fear machine get you into it. Go up to Home Depot and see all the fucking rednecks that don't give a shit about any of this. None of them, none of them got corona. Cortisol is a stress hormone, and it fucks your immune system worse than anything else that you do. Dehydration, lack of fresh air, lack of sunshine, and cortisol will give you a fucking disease, and it's, it's all a fucking sham. Go love I, life. I think... Uh, I'm going to get it. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's like we're back in the studio again, JC. Yeah. Gets all fired up, and then he's got to go pee again. No, man. I that's, think that's, that's what helps the process. Yeah. I, it, it does help me process, too. It helps me process, too.
No, man, I think that's why personally, I'm not necessarily worried because I have like a healthy routine with my, my personal life, community life, body life, spiritual relationship. Thank right. you for the alchemist. I have all these things like, and we've that's talked awesome. about this time and time again. I, I feel like because I have this checklist that I've taken care of, I'm good. But I don't want to take that mindset to everybody say, yo, like I'm straight, don't trip. I'm trying to figure out about the people that are in California or the people that are, are in New York that are stuck in their apartments and in their houses that don't get like, you know, a couple acres of land and don't get like four, four puppies, you know, and chickens and stuff like that. I think about the people who have to be subjected to this. Yeah. I say, shucks, man, like this is the easiest way I can think about you getting you. Shucks. Yeah. I no. didn't say shucks. There's there's layers to it. What? I'm I'm interacting with people on a daily basis, and so I'm talking to uh, a 45 year old woman in the grocery store, trying to get what's left, right? And she's panicked. And then I get to the 45 year old woman who's checking me out at the grocery store, who's been there all day through it, and she thinks it's hilarious, you know. And then you run into uh, uh, you you call your conversation with your mother. You can talk to your neighbor. Depending on where they're at in life, what demographic they're in, and what news media outlet they're getting their information from, everybody's in a different spot on this thing. You know what I mean? Um, yes. I, at times I thought, I'm way too relaxed, or I'm not taking this seriously enough, and, and, and you know, trying to constantly filter out all of the bullshit of it. But what's happening to everybody, man, is really just like this, everybody's on a different level, because it's it's pandemic being set in terror in a bunch of different ways. And depending on whether or not you're like a young, healthy 24 year old, who's yeah. just annoyed that you have to stay at home mm -hmm. or you're 62. And you're like, if anybody shows up at my door, they're going to bring a virus. That's going to potentially kill me. It says I'm, yeah. I'm perfect for this. I'm diabetic or I'm obese. And well, see, that's, you know, well, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to explain beforehand is, is, the OCD, the hysteria, the stress levels that they're inducing on the people with just trying to keep up with things. Well, that, uh, that's keep up with experiment. How do people? Is. How do we react to that? Yeah. You know, what? What? Where are the weaklings? Where are the strong ones? You know. I mean, honestly, if it, it, I was in the military, if this was the first time running like a base-wide exercise, and we're talking about a global exercise, we would go forty percent, right, or or mm -hmm. even just a quarter, and then. Three months later, or uh, you know, the next year on the anniversary of that, the second time around, we would go harder, right? And so, if this has never been done on a global scale, like we talked about, yeah. then these are the things we're gauging here: is is what populace gave a shit and what didn't. And there are a lot more people that have conformed to the terror and the fear than others. Yes, you know. So there, there, there's data mining going on here more than there's yeah. like I feel like the big thing getting put into motion. Whatever. Well, that let is. me ask, well, it, just just to interject real quick. Do you think that's it, JC? Do you think that this is a massive drill, like a continuation of event of, of, of event? It feels like an exercise. Yeah. It feels like an exercise. It they feels... called it an exercise on TV. Did you see that? No. The guys. Did you see that, EJ? I did not. Where? Dude, find this post. One of Trump's people slipped up. I watched the press conference. He slipped up and he said, this is a live exercise. And as soon as he did, the lady off to his left, who was standing there with her arms crossed, like cringed. And Trump like stepped in and said something. I forget what he said later. But like, they called it a live exercise and Trump and the lady got visibly uncomfortable when he said it. And if he would have just said it and no one reacted, I'd be like, oh, well, he just used the word exercise. That's it why. says it right here. It says it right here. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo admits 
COVID nineteen is a is, is a live China a live exercise. China shut down their entire largest city, and then they grew it out to see how far they could do it. And then the rest of the world followed suit. They're like yeah. they can they can shut down their entire population, and 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 that's in itself power. And maybe yes. that's just spread. And now we're like every everybody's doing. It. Let you me know? just say like two 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 questions here. If nothing else, just two questions in a vacuum. Number one, okay. number one here is, has this um, event proven to all of us at this point that the government could lock down the entire planet if they did at some point have some bullshit reason to do so that, that suited them? Yes. If the government yeah. wanted to at some time in the future, some crazy alternative future where the government was made up of crappy people and they decided to, to fake an event, and they wanted to make sure they could control everybody. Has this event proven that they could do that? Dude, honestly, it reminds me of like V or any other archetypal movie. Yeah, of course like it does. It is the we're living in peace. Just like everybody stopped. Like, we're not, we're not out here, but like people closer into town are. Yeah. So, so that's question number one is could the government pull off some fuck shit later if they wanted to and have us all lock yep. ourselves inside of our own home with no one even coming out to, to make us do so? Right? Yep. We are self, self. Literally self quarantining, self isolating. By they're telling us what we're doing. We are self. It's like going Go to ahead. a prison. The prisoners here. Like that's crazy too. You know, I just feel like that whole concept's crazy in and of itself. Just like yeah. go home, take the money, put the chains on, lock the door. We'll come see you later with a vaccine. That's nuts. That's it. Even that so, that whole mind game to me is crazy. But so we've proven question, number yes. one. Yeah, we've proven number one that they could get away with it globally, and they could they could fake anything they wanted to and give us any reason, and they could get us to do this. So number two, does anyone here think that our government and the types of people who run global politics are above doing that at some point? No. No. It's a math problem, man. Two plus two is fucking four every time. Well, now that they know it works, man, like, now now it's become a real thing instead of an idea. Yes. COVID-19 was the perfect opportunity to test this thing out, and now... We, we COVID-1984, bro. That's yeah. that's why I'm calling it COVID-1984. What it is. There's... I, I just described it as him, the archetypal kid, trying to, you know, wolf you real quick. And if you hit him, he's like, ah, you hit me, you jumped, you flaked. And now, because of that, we have to deal with the repercussions. I got you. Yeah. So, bottom line, as far as I'm concerned, everybody go live your life the way you should be living your life anyway. Use this as an opportunity to get out of your fucking apartment. Go find friends in the country. In a defiant way. Yeah. Do it while the party your way out the door. Give society right. the middle finger. Listen, uh, there's people all over like Facebook Marketplace right now. If you go look at it, and people all over Facebook Marketplace, uh, Marketplace are trading like baking soda for flour, for sugar, for barbecue sauce. And people are getting really excited about this intercommunal sort of. But see, that's the thing. They're getting, they're really getting into that though. And I feel like that's kind of dangerous. Like I get it. Yeah, for sure. Like get connected. But I feel like we shouldn't really go into like the lockdown mentality. I feel like that's Facebook ain't going to be here whenever shit hits well, the fan. Right. <laughs> all I, and and you're, you're right. It's, it works both ways. Well, all I'm saying is, is that people are now literally starting to reach out to neighbors they've never reached out to before. And they're starting to realize that, we can barter between our phones running low. I'm going to have to plug it, plug it in in a minute. Um, 
but uh, but people are starting to realize that you can rely on each other for shit. You know what I mean? And that's a cool thing. Yep. Um, you also don't need the government Dispatch. taxing you on the, the the cinnamon and sugar that you're trading with your with your uh, people. You also may not need to pay for a gym membership. You can go. How many people? I'll tell you what I want to be right now is a fucking kettlebell salesman. Right. That's what I want to be. You know, those motherfuckers are making the dough. People are, are, are posting workout videos. They're learning how to do push-ups. Even, like, lazy people are, like, I shouldn't say lazy, but people who don't regularly work out, because I'm one of them, uh, historically, are fucking ways, ways to go to go work out, you know, in their fucking living room. And that's a cool thing. Everybody's baking bread. Just yeah. to, like, homemade bread takes all bread these different too. families out. I definitely got a bread maker. They're doing these things. Is our transmission yeah. getting fucked with? Are you Probably, that on your end? But just to your point real quick, uh, just to interject real quick on your point, Adam, this, what was it, Saturday I went yeah. to the gun store, Sunday is whenever I had a meeting with some of the, with some of our local boys, basically about what our plan would be, where our where our rendezvous spots would be, what different types of things we could bring. Uh, you have some people that have like a better going garden, some people that have chicken, some people that actually have uh, the bread, some people that have filtered water, and we had like a six hour long conversation this past Sunday about like potential ways and potential things to trade if things were to go down. And I think it's kind of crazy uh, even having those discussions, but that's not something I did on Facebook. So that's just, you know, to your point that if in the event that it did happen, again, I guess we're just, I'm, I guess that's just how my mind works. That's just me being prepared. But I've been telling people, I don't know where Adam is, JC, but I've been telling people, uh, I don't think that this is the don't. I think that it's a test i think it's an introduction into like that whole world and mindset but i don't think this is the big one i don't think we would have a, a, a as much of a warning or as much of as much time to play with as we've had if this was the devastating world ending apocalyptic event that they were so describing we wouldn't be having this conversation well look that's <laughs> look like okay there's a world ending event what does that mean so either a it's done. It's Armageddon and Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, and we're all fucked. It doesn't matter, right? Steve Buscemi can't yeah, save us. Sense. Nobody can save us. Um, and so the government wouldn't waste their time. They'd all be bugging out in bunkers or hopping on Elon Musk's mm -hmm. fucking Tesla Cruiser and headed to Mars or whatever the fuck they're going to do. That's, that's how that would go. This is a world-ending event. So that's obviously not the case. If it's not that, what is it? We've got a disease that's not killing people. You know what I mean? We've got a government that, that's... I think JC had it. Yeah. I, I think JC had it. That's it. It's, it's not a, a world-ending event. It's, it's an exercise. It's an exercise, but you know what? There's not enough fuckery is the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Everybody's just doing what they're told. There's that's no. the scary thing. That's the part that's unease with me is there's yes. not enough fuckery. There's not like that one town in that one state. Where is Patrick Swayze, <laughs> you know, when you need him to arm <laughs> up? Like, like what, what was that guy Cliven Bundy, the guy that protected his farm and had like 150 people out there with shotguns that fought off the National Guard. Cliven Bundy, oh, do y'all remember that? him? Yeah, yeah. Where was yep, that? The that Bundy was... Ranch. Yeah, 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 Bundy yeah. Ranch. You know what I mean? Where, where's Cliven Bundy? I mean, I know he's dead now, but we need his grandson out here or something. Dude, he's quarantined. But the point is, listen. Here's the thing. I saw some, <laughs> one of my smart ass liberal. <laughs> Fuck it. One of my smart ass liberal friends. Uh, made this comment uh, the other day. He was like, where are all you boogaloo guys, right? Your rights are being trampled on. You're locked in your house. You guys are a bunch of pussies and whatever. Uh, now, I don't associate myself with any boogaloo incentive or, or endeavor or, or movement or whatever, but 
What I am saying. No boogaloo side quests. The boogaloo side quests. I'm all about it. You're not. You're, you're not gonna yeet. You're not gonna. I'm gonna yeet tank. on everybody. <laughs> there you go. Boogaloo. But I'm not gonna make that. You know, I'm not gonna make any specific claims before the boogaloo because you know unnamed politicians. You're yeah. not gonna sequester a. a, a did you, we just did. We just did. <laughs> we can make some. We just did a podcast with. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Lyman Bishop? I have not. Lyman Bishop's the CEO and founder of Hoplite Armor, and they sell armor to the citizens. Okay. And uh, he's running for governor of Montana. We just had him on the podcast like last week. We had to fucking win two and a half hour podcast. It was, it was, he's such a maniac. His campaign vehicle, he's putting flamethrowers in the side rails, oil slick, caltrops, bulletproof doors. America. He's an it's libertarian type mentality <laughs> where you should be able to do, it's America. Be an American. You yeah. should. To the, to you the should be able to put flamethrowers no. on your car. By yeah. the conversation, man, I was like, fuck. I like this. Yeah, we need to move to Montana. Yeah. Send <laughs> them my way. Shoot, I'd love to have a What the fuck show. was that saying, though? I don't know. EJ, what was that saying? Flamethrowers in America? We don't know. We went too far. We, went, we always go too far. Boogaloo side quests? Boogaloo uh, side quests. Oh, oh yeah. So, there's, yeah. So there are people that are criticizing, you know, uh, the, 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 the Boogaloo guys because they haven't, like, revolted and the second revolution hasn't occurred yet. And they're like, they're, 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 they're taunt. Their claim is like, look, man, your rights have been trampled all over. You're being locked inside your homes and still you pussies aren't doing anything. What I wanted to laugh about, because that friend of mine who said that online is, is from Philadelphia. Hmm. He ain't from Texas, because if he was in Texas, he'd know that we're not locking our fucking houses. We're going to Home Depot. <laughs> They've issued a countywide order that JC just told you guys about, and I heard about it at the same time. He lives five minutes from me, and I spent all my entire day out in town. And started this whole transmission with telling y'all that ain't nobody locking themselves inside. Everybody's nope. going to handle their shit. So nope. that's why the Boogaloo boys aren't revolting is because we're, we're not even aware that the fucking orders are happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just that nope. little regard is given. I feel like that's that's definitely where we're at. Governor Michelle Luann Grisham, our governor, she's talking about staying in at home. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'm going to go for like a six-mile hike. I'm seeing families on the trail. We're hugging. We're shaking hands. We're fist bumping. We're just talking about the stay-at-home order. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? What are, what, what, what are we really supposed to I do? I just can't believe you told me about the stay-at-home order in this transmission. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. I've been, I've been at Home Depot all day. I went and got my son's birthday cake. I went to Bass Pro. <laughs> I was completely unaware. And so Total Space Cadet all day. Open. They didn't give a shit either. No, yeah, the, stores were, the stores were all open. Everybody's doing their thing. The auto shop was open when I drove by. So is it? So the, my question: Do you think it's for different states that different things are being enforced or different things are being tried? Because I know, like in California, they have like shelter in place. Or you ever been to California? <laughs> they believe not the recently. Word, they believe not not the word recently. Gun. When you're listening to a song, if they say the word gun in a song. Are there bleeps out like a curse word? Hey, they, they just look. They just, they just, they grow them different in California, man. And this and like, true. there's no thought. And I've got a lot of friends in California who I love. Our buddy Jim's in, <laughs> our buddy Jim's in California. He was a sniper in Afghanistan. He's 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 British military. Uh, he okay. Was on the podcast we did. You, you'll, you'll love Jim. You'll meet him sometime. Um, okay. He was supposed to come down with you before this whole thing happened. Uh, but, but Jim is like this big, jacked-up British sniper. He's like 6'2", 6'3", 220, and he's just fucking yoked, and he was in Afghanistan for a long time. Ooh, in the British military for like 10 years, right? Um, and uh, he is, he's in San Diego nowadays with his family. 
Hey, do you talk about having a rhinoceros in a fucking mouse cage? This guy is like <laughs> ready to do ready to like a bullet in a china shop, man. He's just ready to fucking break out. He's losing his fucking mind. But he's the only one in California. Everybody else, just give them, let them know what they can fucking do, and they'll take it. It doesn't matter. Tell them they can only have 10 See, I don't like that rollover mindset, though. Yeah. I don't like that compliant, you know, just submitting, going along, get along. I don't like that. Well, there's That's a lot never, of liberal something I've just, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, let, to each their own. But I think right now, Dallas, Texas, I – far as anybody I've talked to, this is the best place to be because no one here even knows anything's happening. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 if you want to go back to this whole, like, get gathering data thing, they can't shut down Texas, and they know damn well they can't, but they've proven they, they can't can shut dude. down Dallas, which I think would be about like Austin, which has pretty much shut itself down without them having to order it because everybody there is pretty compliant, very, very um, sheep-like in, in the masses. Dallas being much, they're not going to do that to San Antonio. They're not going to do that to El Paso. They're not going to do that to Brownsville. It's a, so then it's, it's breaking up. And you can be made fun of for giving a shit. Yeah. Like I'm literally talking to the people today that were working on the fence on our property. The lady next door was like social distancing and gave me the ten oh. foot. He got, he got stiff on oh. by his neighbor. Yeah. He yeah, got yeah, social yeah, distance. Yeah. So I'm walking my, I'm walking my dog. And my neighbor, she's an older lady. I don't know how old she is. She's got gray hair. She's old enough to corona. And so. <laughs> oh, my God. She loves my dog. She loves my daughter. And we come walking up. She's standing out there because we're having all these people. They're, they're building a fence on the property. And uh, so I came out. I'm talking to them. She came out. And she she, she stepped for me said, no, 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 no. That's close enough. Coronavirus. And I was like, so then, okay, okay. Let me, okay. Let, me, let me ask you this, JC. Like, because I. Just hearing you, hearing you talk about that, I just started thinking about, like, is it only working in places where people buy into the mainstream media, buy into propaganda, buy it, but that are just, like, addicted to TV? Like, how does that happen? Uh, I think so. And, and, and um, there's probably a way to calculate this, but I think the more mass media you take in, the higher your line on that graph of hysteria is. Like it's right. it, it's a hundred percent has to be. He does not care at all. <laughs> but he didn't know his county was on shelter in place either because he doesn't watch the media. I don't care Good. very much, but I have family that do, and they call me. You know, they don't even live around here, and they're like, "Oh my God, you guys are on lockdown!" And I'm like, "Oh shit, I should Google that." You know, oh like, shit, I should do that. <laughs> yeah, like oh we totally. You know, and then you know you look it up and you go, "Oh fuck, I okay." I don't give near as much a shit, but I have also paid more attention than Adam. Adam doesn't really give too much of a shit, but he's not paying attention to mass media. So there's your, your control right there. Now, my neighbor, who sits at home and watches and bounces from MSNBC to Fox News to CNN, whatever it is, <laughs> she's freaking out. She's literally losing her mind and won't let me come in. I, I was talking to her a week ago face to face. I was petting on her cat that she was holding. And then... You know, just six, seven register. days go by, and I'm, I'm getting stiff-armed, and I can't go within, you know, 10 feet of it. You know, the reason for that is because there was uh, there was, there was was a corona case in Dallas. So, so everybody, have everybody has to lose their rights one because of, of one person. Yeah, yeah, one of four million people yes. can, can absolutely swing that pendulum for, for someone who's, who's on the fence. And so the way that I see this is the way that I see most things. is You basically have three concentric circles of fuckery when it comes to pretty much anything. You have the zealots in the middle. 
the neutral medium, and then you have the outliers who fucking don't care. And this is for, true for religions or any belief system. And this has become a religious or a belief system as much as anything else. There is a corona yep. fucking fear religion, a fear cult that's going on. Cult. And it is led by the mainstream media. And it's, it's, there's a terrorism fucking doom cult. And there's a fucking drug war cult. And there's, and there's a cult of everything out there. Yeah. The belief system there is. I, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I put up that post just earlier today. I don't know if you guys saw, I put up that post about that environmentalist group, uh, Extinction Rebellion, talking about coronavirus being the cure and humans being the disease. That's what I was trying to like allude to earlier is that lockdown mindset, that quarantine mindset. You have some people that are actually going to embrace this and say like, oh, humans are bad. Look at, look, look at what good happened when we tried this. Yeah. Oh, we need to cut down on human activity because carbon footprint, greenhouse gas emissions, some other stuff, environmentalists speak, care about Earth, humans back. That's what I see coming out of this. I, I don't know if that's me just like moving on to the next thing, seeing this virus kind of fizzle out, us getting to the end of it. Well, nothing's that kind of being like the next thing. Nothing's the same after. There's There's been too much of a, a shift already in this short period of time that whatever happens after is, is the shakeup. That's, yes. People will change. People's mentality will change. Let it be said that when I got stiff-armed, you know, and she, she wanted her social distancing or whatever, just because I'm not freaked out didn't mean I didn't respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to Costco, uh, stood in a very long line. They've only letting 20 people in. Totally respect everybody's mentality about it. But even she said to me, nothing will be the same after this. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Because we've been talking yeah. about this. Like, this is, a, this is the change. What's coming? What's the change? What implements are coming? Is it better? Is it worse? This woman, who's, who's in full pandemic, knew exactly what we know, who are, are kind of riding this thing like a wave. Uh, that nothing's going to be the same. Yeah. Changes are coming. The way we interact with each other, uh, whether for good or bad, that's guaranteed. Is is completely different. The way the way businesses run, the way the country runs. We've all seen if they can prove that we can all go home and be with our families for three or four weeks and then rebound from this. People are going to take things they took way too seriously, way less seriously. And I don't know if that works in their favor, uh, the companies or or the government or or the people themselves, but. But the change is here. Like, everybody's mm -hmm. seeing it. You know, we're, we're, what, a couple of weeks in. A lot of people are really just kind of their first weekend. Yeah. This goes three, four more weeks. People are all at home. Then all of a sudden, we all come out of our shells and rejoin life as it is. It's never going to be the same. Nobody's going back to yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I feel like the mental, it's the mental aspects that they're playing on us that are going to have the long-range effects on us. It's like us even getting into the game with them, playing this this chess or checkers, whatever it is with them, like you're saying, when we get done, whenever this passes, whenever we get through it, it's not going to be the same. This isn't like the normal flu where we're like, oh, <laughs> I got to cough. I got to go. For some god-awful reason, this is requiring like social, political, economic, and we're like, what the fuck is it? What is this? What is this? So you're right. When we get out of this, it's not going to be the same. I guess I'm wondering, and I've been talking about this, you know, basically since we've been covering it, what liberties what freedoms will we have through this? Because we're being ruled by emotion, hysteria, irrationality, all the wrong things. We don't really have like a call for peace, a call for calm, a call for preparedness, a call for clarity or focus, nothing. It's just, we need a solution ASAP, ASAP. That's very dangerous. That's not calculated. That's not, that's, that's, that's not, that's not wise. And so I'm just wondering, asking the question while we're all panicking, what is that? Three, I got three minutes? Is that, okay. 
Digital ID. Oh. Mandatory vaccines in a database for yeah, any social, for virtually any social interaction and one world <laughs> currency. The Fed has been, the Federal Reserve Bank, which is the company, the private company that prints most of our money, for anyone here, here who doesn't know that, is a private company that prints every dollar that we handle and that we hand off. The yes. dollar is printed from nothing and it's charged to our government at, at, at interest. And that's, that's what our taxes go to. And so that company is in charge of all of our cash flow and they offloaded, they've been offloading trillions of dollars to government, uh, yes. different governments around the world. And what that's doing, if you look at any economist who understands how this stuff works, what that does is that, new, that, that equalizes the balance of the American dollar and the value of the American dollar in the global economy. And so people are, the, the feds were offloading this stuff. So now Lithuania is worth this much and America's worth this much. And then the Ukraine is worth this much and America's worth this much. And they're, they're equalizing it across the board. And what that does is that makes it, it primes the global economy for a one world currency. Yes. And, and that makes perfect sense. And if anyone can explain to me after all, whether you believe that this is the worst pandemic to ever hit the fucking planet Earth and the human race, or, or you think it's a total sham, um, if this doesn't show, uh, or, or, or if out of this you don't expect a mandatory vaccine policy to occur worldwide, you are fucking missing it. Yeah. Where, what game are you playing? What movie are you watching? Well, Bill fuck. Gates is literally talking about it, that House Stimulus Bill actually wanted to create a digital dollar to send virus aid money to the unbanked. That is, for, that, for some reason, that was their solution. I saw that. We're going, I think that's we're the craziest money. It's like, how does, how does that happen? It's like you forcibly shut down the country for extended periods of time, and your thought is to give every American an, a, a, a X amount of dollars, but that's not going to work. Where are these people going to spend this money in this broken economy? It doesn't make sense. And so what, what, what I kind of see happening right now, and I'm trying to figure out how to put it together because Adam explained uh, the Federal Reserve and all that very well. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to explain the creation of a new economic system being birthed from this crisis. Because yeah. you can't go around printing all kinds of money and, ex and not expecting that to impact the economy. Well, they can even use this whole like uh, virus transformation to go digital. You know, oh, we yes. need to get rid of paper money. We need to get rid of coins. We're just spreading germs with our monetary system. We, we need to change it. This is a perfect opportunity that. of us rolling on Bitcoin.gov. Some, uh, some of the money that was coming back from China, the money that got repatriated, the feds quarantined it because they said, oh, well, coronavirus could live on the surface for 9 to 17 days. We have to quarantine this money. So already you have certain places switching the cash to say, we don't want to accept bills because it may have come from China. It may have come from America. It might have on this. Yep. And, and it's, it, it's that hype that they're playing with too. It's that, that, that indecisiveness or that indecision that's, that's messing with it, that uncertainty that creates all of this other stuff. So yeah. they're using this, this, this crisis as a means to create like something else entirely. And that's what I'm trying to figure out how to explain to people over time. Is, is yes, the virus is real, the crisis is real for sure, but people's panicking and their hysteria is going to bring forth something different that we may or may not be able to get out of. Well, think, think about um, uh, dolphins rounding up sardines or wolves chasing a herd of animals. They're waiting on the weak one, right? To, yes. to spear away from, from the larger group, and then they pounce on that and they take advantage of it. And so with this, this is a perfect opportunity to exploit people's paranoias and, and what have we already shown as a populace, at least the American people? 
Uh, yes. We're gonna we're gonna stay in because we don't want germs. We we gotta stay six feet away from each other, and we need to we need to quarantine ourselves. So obviously now we can we can take advantage of knowing that's that's that was the weak sheep that left the flock, right? And so now we can pounce on that in whatever way, shape, or form, very very fucking subtly. Because what people don't understand is is right now there are there are powers that be or that are licking their chops as to how to take yes. advantage of something they've wanted to do for a long time, but we're in a weakened state, and so we can capitalize. I just want to be that guy to come in and beat my drum again. I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing this every so do often. Right do it. Bang this drum a little bit, and that drum is that if you get your life in order and you surround yourself with good, like-minded, reliable people. This could literally be the point in, in your in, your individual life and the life of society and planet Earth where everything gets better and changes for the best. Yes. Yes. That's the thing, right? Is that this whole thing doesn't have to be a fucking Terminator scenario, a, a, the Matrix overthrow of the machines. This whole thing could really basically just be a massive – think about the things that you've failed at in your life. A lot of times it was this big endeavor and it reached a crescendo and you just dropped the ball and it fizzled out. Right? It's a lot of times it's not a big triumphant, you know, overthrow of, of the competitor. This could be the, the occasion or the, the occurrence where the, the, the power system that is trying to, to topple everything over and flip the poles and really just take over total control of the world, they could just fizzle out. And this whole thing could be just a really fizzling failure to them. And it could be really not all that impressive as a global event. They could just fuck this up for themselves and all it takes is for people to stop pay, paying attention to the fear machine. And yeah. it just Take look at this as let's just say for instance. Let me give you an example. I run a small business. EJ, you know that you've been there. Um, yes, very nice establishment. Well, in all fairness, JC runs the business. I'm losing calls, <laughs> but um, but we, we we have an IT company and we do IT security services and and network management and managed services for a lot of its hospitals. We've been doing this since 2005, and so it's um, you know we. We stand to lose everything in this. Yes. We stand to lose everything, to lose our business, to lose all of our clients, for our clients to lose their businesses, for, for, for us to lose our, 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 our current residences, our paychecks, everything that we, you know, that we think materially that we need and that we've worked for. Everything that you've built. Everything we've built over our entire lifetimes, right? That's, that's the reality of it. That all being said, we've never been in more peace than we are now. Yeah. Because at this point, we've reconnected with what really matters. And this is a thing that anyone here can do is just reconnect with what really matters in your life, which is your family, right? Your children, your wife, your partner, your best friend, your brother, your, you know, all this stuff. Your community from there out, that's that next concentric ring is your, your community and then, and then the world at whole, uh, at large. Um, if everyone takes that system of values and, and it implements it as, as priorities uh, in action. Um, it doesn't matter what happens. World War III, fucking uh, global pandemic, solar flare, um, pole flip, crustal shift. It doesn't fucking matter. The more you pay attention to the fear box and the more you buy into that stuff, the more they are the ranchers with the whips and the sheepdogs on the horseback and they're steering you as part of the fearful herd into the fucking canyon, right? You're the wildebeest from Lion King that Scar uh, and the hyenas have fucking run in. You're doing, you're playing into- Corn it off over here. Yeah, veer off over here into the fear canyon and go run over the king. And the king is the hope. 
That's Mufasa, right? That's our hope yes. and that's our, our higher purpose. Don't let him kill the king. Don't let him steer the wildebeest into the fucking canyon. Be, think outside of that root chakra, reptilian brain, fight or flight reflexive state of being. And then look at where your life is now and where I love it. I just love EJ so much. This yeah. is so much fun. To get I, to love, I love when you when you just say something and then EJ's like, he's got notes. <laughs> yeah, the video shut off, but we're gonna we're getting back on. We're coming back. We're coming back. <laughs> there we go. Yes, JC, I do have notes. <laughs> I, I do have notes for, for almost everything. Guys. Hello, Ethan. Dude, I love it. Oh, hey, Ashley. It. You're the most well-researched human being I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, he, he reads oh, so I'm just a, Where are I'm you guys a, I'm a nerd. EJ, we, we, we forgot our notes. Ashley just called us out. Yeah. We have Ashley. no notes. Dude, we're you're the most fine. unprofessional fucking podcasters ever. You're, you're fine. I don't own a pencil or a piece you're of fine. paper. The, the the equivalent of notes I have is like chicken scratch, and I'm sure you guys don't want to try to decipher it. It's just like more or less thoughts. I I like jut down real quick in like a, a fevered pitch, and then I look at it like the hell was I thinking? So researched is just trying to trap these thoughts. But I just want to uh, just to just to jump back to what Adam was saying real quick about ID twenty twenty, uh, the digital ID, the digital dollar using UBI to steal personal assets. Um, I feel like that's a very, very, that's, that's something that I'm trying to figure out how to wrap my mind around. You were explaining how the Federal Reserve uh, actually prints money to basically keep us at the same level as other countries, and you were breaking down uh, some of the, the, the economic impacts of this and what they're doing. But just to kind of summarize it in a nice way, what I was explaining to JC before we took, it that, took that break is that we're seeing a new economic system being birthed from this. And so I'm trying to figure out how to tell people with this pro-human renaissance-based ideology that I have, how to seize this so that we build the foundations for a better tomorrow. That's the easiest way for me to summarize it without going into like a five-minute long rant. I prefer five-minute long rants. Um, <laughs> look, well, if it, what, what, what is money for? If you understand the way that like banking originated, let's call it originating in, in Babylon. If you've ever read like the Babylon's Banksters by Jim Mars or the Creature from Jekyll Island. Yes. Um, these kinds of books, like the way that banking, just imagine I'm growing apples. JC is making shovels. He's cutting down trees or he's buying wood from the tree cutter and he's got metal from the blacksmith and he's making shovels, right? So I'm trading 20 apples, a bushel of apples for a shovel. It's a fair trade. It's great. But what if, what if JC doesn't need apples right now and he's got shovels and he's like I don't know what to do with my shovels but I mean I don't need your 20 apples you know so <laughs> then to once you get into a big enough community of people that becomes more and more common of an occurrence this is how the how economics formed right from hunter-gatherers all the way up to the, the Babylonian system and and so I needed to give him vouchers that he could then go trade to someone else in the village right he's like well, I don't need any apples but I, I need some fish and that guy over there is has got five fish, but I mean, my one shovel won't get me five fish. He's going to trade the apples for the silver or whatever, and you get money. And that's how money originates: is it gives you tokens or vouchers of value that you can trade amongst different people, and it works in a village, and it's great. Yes, but 
the bigger your civilization is, the more reliant it becomes on that and the less reliant it becomes on trade. It's like a perfectly perpendicular X graph. It doesn't, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a thing. So if we get back to smaller communal systems and we start trading and we start talking to our neighbors and we start exchanging goods and we get out of, think about the jobs that you hate, right? The jobs that people work that, that are so disconnected from the things that they enjoy right? They're completely disconnected from nature. Get back to doing something you enjoy. Go dig in the dirt, you know, go grow some shit, go, go farm some yep. eggs. You know how fucking easy it is to get chickens to lay eggs and you fucking give those eggs to your friends. We have more chickens. Pretty, have pretty simple, more man. Know to do it. Pretty, pretty simple, man. I, I did a video today showing uh, everybody my new four chickens. Corona. I saw the babies. Apacha, Apaco, and Lipsis. Yeah, that's it. It's that simple. You set out a little coop out back, you clear out a little space for them, you let them do their deal, and that's about it, man. You know, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it. but how much do you enjoy those chickens, though? Oh, dude, they're I, so cool. I like to sit out back at night and just drink. Anybody saying eggs are horrible for you? I'm sorry, man. Stop oh, watching chick- fucking. Stop watching vegan videos. Yeah, they're chicken periods, bro. People that's it, that's it. Isn't that what the vegans said? They're chicken periods. I don't even hear that because what I do is I boil my eggs, right? And I take my vitamins in the morning. That way I get me a nice dose of protein on top of taking my supplements and vitamins. So I'm sorry I'm having chicken periods. I guess I'm just getting healthy. <laughs> you fuck off with that eggs are terrible for you stuff, man. My granddad's falling off roofs at 90 years old and living off the eggs and bacon his whole life. See, with that classic, shit. classic. Grew up on chickens. But see, I, I, again, I just feel like... Chickens are great, of- man. Cows are great, too. That's part of that social engineering, that virtue signaling. I feel like, you know, JC getting social distance, that's the same as being, like, called out for Viking steak. It's like, how dare you? How dare you come close to me? How dare you exhibit uh, normal human behavior? How dare yeah. you? Didn't you listen to what this technocratic piece of crap said? You got to go be like them. Distance yeah. yourself. Hey, listen. Please. Listen, dude. You know who's having the hardest fucking time right now? My buddy. Um, guy. But my buddy, my buddy's a vegetarian, and uh, he's he. Yeah, we went into his restaurant the other day, and uh, he was like, he was telling me, he goes, "Man, I'm having the hardest time finding vegetarian burgers and vegetarian meat and, and vegan, you know, the 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 burgers that are not real burgers." Yeah, burgers. Beyond, yeah. Morning he's like, "Man, I'm having the hardest time, and like we're having to eat meat." And I'm like, "We literally had two cows, a pig, and two geese slaughtered, you know, in the last two months, and like." We've got 800 pounds of beef and 200 pounds of pork, and well, we don't have any geese left because we ate them. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> in, in times of, of the boogaloo, if you will, the big igloo, the large ice shelter, you That's want why to I say sure backup. Use them as yeah, backup. Yeah, you got to have the backup. Yeah, you got well, your the, the got your backup. I don't know if we finished that earlier, but the geese were attacking the chickens, and so we had to kill the geese. Oh, wow. And, and so our buddy owns a restaurant. He owns this beautiful. Did you eat? No. The restaurant wasn't open when no, you were here. It wasn't open when you were here. So there's a new yeah, restaurant. We went to a Mexican oh. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Great Tijani's. Great Mexican food. But we, we we have this friend who opened up a restaurant right next to our office, um, okay. like three, four months after you left. And um, okay. it's Texas Mediterranean food, and it's amazing. But anyway. Texas Mediterranean started, food. Dude, it's, 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 it's a thing. It's yeah. amazing. It's like Tex-Mex. But instead of Tex- like Texas and Mexican, it's Texas and Mediterranean. So it's like Euro tacos. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a fusion cuisine that's very, very bizarre. But he's, hey, he's an incredible world-class. He's a world-class chef. So the point is, is that I went in there and I was bummed because my geese were killing my, were trying to kill my chickens. 
And I was like, fuck, man, I got to kill these geese. And then I look up, and there's my buddy who's a world-class chef, like literally you know, top, top guy. And I'm like, hey, Barack, if I killed a couple of geese and brought them in here to you, would you cook them? He's like, fuck yeah, I'll cook them. He's from Turkey, right? Born and raised in Turkey. Went to a Turkish culinary high school at like 13 years old. Been a chef. Oh, so he's, so he's primo like chef. Oh, he's primo. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's amazing. Okay. The best chef, yeah, ever. And so uh, went to one of three culinary high schools in the world. Uh, graduated that high school by running a six-star hotel in Istanbul. He had to run the whole restaurant for the six-star hotel, serving like 10,000 people a day at 17 years old. Hot shot, badass dude. But he, wow. he fucking cooked us up, these geese, and JC, you know, is a chef too, so they went in there and they cooked these geese up. But JC and I had to kill them, and I haven't killed a fucking animal in 15 years. So Ashley's like looking out the window, filming and stuff, and screaming. Of course. And, of course. Yeah, yeah. Filming. It was a whole thing. But we ate the shit out of them. They were great. People need to reconnect with their food sources, and I hope that this is helping people do that. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 um, it's a whole thing. I, me and him both, uh, I think more me in my childhood than him, but uh, both in our families are connected to going out and finding a food source and harvesting yes. itself, that being meat a lot of the time. So, like, in my family, we would deer hunt, and we would eat venison all year long. I mean, like, if we were eating beef, it was because the venison stores ran out, and... We were like, what? This is a cow? You know, like, this is crazy. This we is new to me. We went hunting. We went fishing. Um, my so, father lives down on the coast now, and they've closed down all of his area in South Texas. And uh, he's like, I'm fine, man. I'm going fishing every day. I just fillet them up and vacuum seal them and freeze them. I'm like, you're just going to eat fish? And he's like, fish is healthy. You know, like, that, that, that was our culture. But... I hadn't done that in a long time. So doing the whole goose thing reminded me of like, yeah, get in touch with with what it takes to, you know, harvest those types of foods from the whole aspect of like they raised this animal, took care of it, and then we ultimately slaughtered it and then prepared it and ate it. And the entire journey of that makes a whole lot more sense when you're a part of the every yeah. step than just going to the store. Because you're part of the cycle. It's yeah, the cycle yeah. of life. You know, it makes all it makes a huge difference whenever you're just going to the store and you're buying, you know, fucking turkey bacon or whatever you're doing. But there's a lot more mindfulness and awareness and intent that goes into it. And there there becomes a, you know, for us, connecting to divinity is a thing. Like it's a thing we want to do. And everything we yes. do, whether we're singing, we're dancing, we're praying, we're spending time with our friends and communion communion with each other. We want to connect with, with divinity and and in honoring the sacrifice of an, of an animal that you've raised and all that, uh, you know, and, and, and slaughtering that and then taking that and, and eating it. It was a, it was really a sacred experience. You know, yeah. as adults, that's the first time we had done that. As kids, we grew up doing that regularly. But it's, yeah. it's a different thing doing it as an adult and doing it, you know. And that's that, true. That's the thing that a lot of people who've never done that or, or didn't grow up in those kinds of, of environments, you know, it's a thing that you may not understand or connect with or resonate with. And a lot of people may not. Even if, you, even if you hated the experience, I think you would benefit from the experience. Yeah, 100%. We didn't enjoy anything about it. I, I wasn't exactly but having a good time. The geese had to go. People didn't want to take them because they're going to fuck their chickens mm. up. So it had to happen. Mm. And then it tasted delicious. That's the cycle of life. Goose over couscous. That's, that's the cycle of life. Well, we didn't really kill all of our chickens. We just had one that kind of passed away from natural causes while we were having a uh, party this past September. Just cooked them up, man. Just cooked yeah. them up. Yeah, you know, 
Hey, I want to I want to bring something up that I've never talked about before that uh, the last week I've, I've been talking about and it, it was a real thing that happened and I didn't give a shit about this stuff even when you talked about it. I didn't care about any of it. It was just all a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but 5G. Yes. 5G. Yeah, you were on this train. You were on this train a year and a half ago hard like and I was just like, I don't know, man. I get it. I'm not understand how it works, but I don't know, like, whatever. What's the application, really? It could be something, maybe not. Last week, last week, Jet and I, my, 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 uh, my nine-year-old and I, were out playing in the rain. And first of all, to back up a little bit, um, and again, I just want to tell for everybody in the audience, 5G was not my shit till a week ago. And everybody's mm -hmm. been talking about it, and everybody's been ahead of me on this. I've been sleeping on it, so I've never even talked about 5G. So... I'm not just somebody who beats that drum, but something happened to me last week and it changed the way that I looked at 5G. So when you were here, do you remember that big 5G tower in my next door neighbor's backyard? Yeah, it's right there, plain as day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never felt like for sure that was a problem. And last week, so a little bit of background, um, we like to travel, and so in my phone, I keep I keep different uh, in the weather app for the iPhone. There's like different towns that you can check the weather on, right? And I've got right. about ten different cities that we that we might travel between at any, any given time. So I like to keep them all in there, and I look at what the weather's doing. So I keep, and I, I have a, I have friends in a lot of those places, you included, right? And um, thank you. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I, I look through this, this weather app fairly often, and I know what the weather patterns look like. And you know what? I know what, like, Estes Park, uh, Colorado, and Durango, Colorado, and Cortez, Colorado, and Albuquerque, New Mexico, and San Diego, and Connecticut, Chicago, all these places are all different. They're all different, different things. What I never have seen before in the 13 years I've had an iPhone and done this with my weather app I've never seen coast-to-coast -coast rainstorms for, like, two weeks straight. Okay. That doesn't happen. It just like doesn't coast fucking to coast. happen. Coast-to-coast like coast precipitation for two weeks straight. I'm talking San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, all the way up the West Coast, all the way to Manhattan, Connecticut, down to Atlanta, Georgia. Well, what makes you coast think it's to find cheap? Well, I'm not saying necessarily that that's connected to find g but I think that there seems to be a push – to uh to keep us inside so here's what happened yes the weather was was excessively precipitous for 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 two weeks coast to coast bro and i started calling people all over the all over the country coast to coast it was raining and it was snowing everywhere and then in the middle of the rainstorm my nine-year-old and i go outside and we hear this high-pitched ringing that was hitting me right in my crown chakra and it was just this this horrible, like, grating, like, needles on a chalkboard, this, and it was just eating my, my crown chakra. It was giving me a migraine. So we had to go inside after about 30 minutes or so because it was just terrible. And Jet was like, dude, I can hear it. He goes, Dad, it sounds like it's coming from everywhere. Wow. And we look up at that 5G tower, and we, we walked around, you know, we live in, like, a horseshoe neighborhood. And so we walked around the horseshoe, and on the other side, we would walk past the houses, and when that tower was blocked, we, it, it was slightly muffled. So my point is that this 5G tower was putting off such a disruptive frequency that it made me sick to my stomach and it gave me a yes. migraine for the rest of the day. It didn't affect my nine-year-old, but he heard the sound. He did, it didn't consciously affect him. 
but it, but he heard the sound and he was like, that's a really disruptive, crappy sound. Um, when we went inside and shut the door, we couldn't hear it, but you could open the door and hear it. And it was just pervasive to the whole thing. And this is in the midst of the Corona thing. So I've heard a lot of claims about 5G being connected to the Corona thing and, and, and the 5G works on 60 gigahertz, which is the same as our DNA and all this other stuff. I don't know about any of that. I don't know about any of that. But what I can tell you is I got sick to my stomach and I got a migraine and walking around the neighborhood that day, um, you know, that, that tower was definitely causing that, 100%. And, and, and we've seen people working on that tower since the in-home orders have been issued. And this is within the, the two weeks. No, this is a week ago. Yeah, it's seven days ago. It's right in the middle of the whole thing. So there's like the... of precipitation coast to coast, which is a completely abnormal weather pattern. And there was a 5G tower that get, made me sick to my stomach and gave me a migraine. And I did I was not a 5G person. I, I wasn't concerned with it. I blew it off this whole time. And so I don't know if there's a connection, but but it was it definitely was a thing that happened. 2017 uh, at the house, not the house I had before this one, but the house I had before that previous one. We basically live like right across from a 5G tower from like one of their EMF, ELF uh, towers, one of their Gwyn towers. Uh, might be able to repost it one day, but I remember stepping outside one day. I don't know if somebody hit the tower or the frequency was off, but I go out there and I hear something of that same kind of sort. So if I could just orienting type of ring, I feel kind of nauseous. I feel like my eyes are just like swelling out of my head. Weird headache, weird, weird sensation. That was my first encounter with like basically frequency-based weaponry and stuff like that. Fast forward to where we're at now, uh, I started off this week basically putting up a post about just that. Is 5G towers being installed while we're going into lockdown? If you can look at it, there are people that basically have the same kind of story you're talking about right now, Adam. Uh, people who are have their school have their children taken out of schools. Uh, the kids are going to schools. They're seeing fleets of white vans inside of the parking lot. They're talking about towers being erupted all over the place. Uh, people talking about seeing more Xfinity technicians all over the place during lockdown, sending us videos of strange things like that. So my point behind putting all that smattering of information out there is that it looks like that they are trying to install 5G during the lockdown. There's information that is going on uh, over there in Italy as well. I, I tried to get around to posting it not last week, but the week after last. But that's definitely what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, biometric systems being covertly installed during the lockdown and even last week I posted a video about a doctor talking about the coronavirus actually being cases of 5G uh, 5G Wi-Fi sickness and I mean if you could, we could talk about event 201 what happened in October 5G being turned on in Wuhan and stuff like that I won't lie part of my my exclusive member audience has definitely been pushing me to try to like cover this whole angle the 5G aspect to coronavirus but there's definitely a link i don't want to say i have like the concrete proof but there's information out there that would validate it so you talking about these abnormal weather patterns and these kind of disorienting feelings that you're getting when you're exposed to it that's i don't want to say that's textbook but that's right along the lines of what i'm what i'm what i'm coming into contact with well dude i've got an angle on shit that sometimes like i've started to embrace it more uh in my whole life i, I never did but i've really started to develop these intuitive sort of you know feelings about things and and i feel like Good. intuitively man this thing is re it's really really feeling like they want us inside they want us inside 
that yes i can't get away from that feeling and i know that that's going to sound really woo woo to people for me for me to put it out there like that and maybe it throws out a bunch of credibility scientifically and i, I don't really care because that's the reality of it i feel intuitively intuitively like this is really an effort for them to keep us inside and I, I've, I've wondered about there being some sort of an astronomical event that they don't want us looking at, and they've been trying to throw up cloud patterns and stuff to block out whatever we could potentially see up there. Um, or they're trying to use HARP or something like that to and 5G and the moisture in the air, because we know that the air is, is, is easier to manipulate when there's moisture in it. And you can send electric – water is a conductor, and you can send EM, uh, electromagnetic pulses and stuff through the air better when it's – Yes. Um, hydrated when it's it's moist, and the chemtrails. Also, I don't. I haven't seen the chemtrails doing anything. I haven't been able to see the sky, so I don't know. Um, it well, got think really about sunny. it. Man. Think about it right there. I mean, even if there's if there's aluminum, barium, strontium, whatever they're putting inside the actual chemtrails, they're spraying it nationwide. Yeah. To set the foundation, to seed whatever's going on. If they turn on five G, it'll be that much more conductive. I'm not saying they'll bounce particles or laser beams off of like whatever yeah. the aluminum. I'm not trying to say that, but you've got to look at the. The incremental uh, point that we've reached, we don't really worry about chemtrails because, well, they're already out there. What's the next stage? I mean, I don't want to sound too conspiratorial, but Bill Gates teaming up with Harvard to spray calcium carbonate over the sky to reflect the sunlight. What more evidence do you need right there? And then you find yeah. out this man wants to get a national tracking system for ID2020. Look. He wants to have a national or mandated vaccines for a national tracking system. What other way to track people? And then you, you, you <laughs> it sounds crazy, you go back on time, you look at this stuff, Bill Gates has like an injectable, micro, or an injectable vaccine and has microchips in it to where the, 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 the surface of it will deteriorate. But the ink that they actually use, it'll be subsurface inside of your body. They'll be able to see whether or not you've received the vaccine. Yeah. So what kind of technology is that? Why are we talking about that now? Well, hey, the the, um, listen, dude, the fucking guy, anyone can, anyone can Google what I'm about to say. Anyone can look this up. The, 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 the guy that got busted, and EJ, you'll, you'll remember more about the, the, the bust than I will, was the uh, Harvard chairman of, like, the biology chemistry department or whatever. He was a high-up guy. He was working at with, Harvard? At Harvard. The guy that had yeah. the biological material? He no, he was, he was working with the Chinese scientists. He was contracted from the lab, the University of Wuhan or whatever, and he was making 50 grand a month. And he was a Harvard chairman of, like, the fucking biochemistry department. And he got busted by the FBI or the, the U.S. authorities. Having ties to China. Smuggling biological material. He had... He had well, it wasn't just... Huh? He had one, I'm not sure. I might be mixing it up. But there was another individual from Harvard. I forget his name. I think it's, like, Charles Deere or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Charles Lieberman. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't just smuggling shit. He was collecting 50 grand a month to set up their lab. He was setting up the lab at the University of Wuhan, and his two lab assistants ended up coming out they, being lieutenants in the people's... Huh? They posed his, his lab assistants posed they as posed students that were actually Communist Chinese Party like members. They were lieutenants in the, in the Chinese Communist People's Army. So the point is, like, this, this whole thing was, was tied to that. But guess what else that guy was consulting on for the University of Wuhan? This is what fucked me up more than all the rest of it. Nanotech. It wasn't. It wasn't just biology and biochem. It was nanotech. And if you're so Charles Lieberman about, was looking at nanotech while working with China. Is that what you're saying? He was consulting on their nanotech, not just their biotech. Yeah. Thank so, you. 
Yeah, so it, that was what really blew me away was it was the nanotech. And so whenever they're, when you're, t you're talking about the mark of the beast and getting, you know, subcutaneous injections that give you the, the fucking training microchip or whatever, nanotech is the thing. Smart dust is the thing. Smart dust and 5G connect. Smart dust, 5G, and nanotech connect. Smart dust, 5G, nanotech, and, and, and uh, COVID-19. They're all connected. Yes. One of, uh, one of your... Her resilient consciousness, one of our mutual followers, she's talking about Morgellons disease. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about to a weird degree. We're talking about some of that information, that whole field Tell of Tell JC what that is, so I'm pretty sure he doesn't know I have Morgellons no is. idea what I'm that is. So. I don't even want to hear about it because it fucks me up. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it politically correct or like a, a softened version of it. Basically, Morgellons is like a, program, a programmable disease. Look into the work of Dr. Harold Krautsbala. Harold Kautzbala. He's like some European scientist. I haven't seen his work in a couple of years, but he did a lot of a lot of research into the black goo, which is this substance that's basically like programmable diseases. People that suffer from Morgellons have like strange tiny fibers coming out of them that they swear is nanotech. Uh, what Adam was explaining right there with the sensitivity to 5G towers, frequencies, and things like that. Imagine having little fibers out of your skin that literally like react whenever you're around towers, whenever you're around cell phones, and it's alive too. That's the crazy thing. Some people talk about it being like ants in their skin, they can feel it moving. Whatever's going on with Morgellons is something very strange. Uh, I kind of fell into finding out about it because people were saying that it had to do with alien abduction and UFOs and stuff like that. But you get past that, you see that it's what we're discussing right now. It's programmable nanites that are designing itself as an actual disease. And your mind can't wrap your head around it because you're like, how the hell is technology turning itself into biology? Look into the work of Dr. Harold Kautzvala. He explains it much better than I do. But that's exactly what it is. It's a programmable disease in the form of like black goo that can enter inside your body and grow fibers. It's nuts. Thank you for telling me that. Sorry. I I feel so much better now <laughs> that I fucking know that. Sorry. That was, that was a... You know I take what you say seriously, and now I have to sleep with that for the rest of my life. Well, I'm sorry, and it makes way too much. It makes way too much sense. I have a... I did an episode. I did an episode with somebody who... KB Visions. Uh, I did an episode with her. She talked about experiencing Morgellons. She documents it. I think she talks about some of the treatments and things that she's done in her own personal life to kind of combat it. Uh, but it's basically, it's basically that, man. It's literally like a programmable disease, and we're trying to figure out how to fight it. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to know. If, I, don't, I don't want to say if that's like coronavirus or COVID-19, but when we're over here in this, this, this section of the conversation, talking about nanites, uh, nanotechnology, biological material being smuggled in, I don't want to gravitate towards there, but I'm glad people in the comments are kind of, kind of paying attention. It's the easiest way to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been I've been monitoring the comments uh, throughout this, and and I was I, I was expecting a whole lot more like oh bullshit. And no, you know, no, seems man. like the audience not here. Y'all, y'all people woke. You got you got a finger on the pulse here. Uh, Good. Good. But no, I mean, I, I'm glad you definitely brought that up, uh, Charles Lieberman, because I definitely wanted to bring that up, more information surrounding him uh, this week, because I, I think we posted, we posted about it, I think, in January or February, whenever he got arrested, right whenever this all started happening. And I don't think people put it together. 
Uh, I thought they just, I think they just kind of swept it up underneath the rug. And now information's coming out that China is basically trying to throw this back in our face, saying that the virus originated from us. And so you got that whole propaganda war going on. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, <laughs> um, <laughs> the fucking, look, the same people that were at Home Depot with me today, they were buying fucking lumber to build their girlfriends a goddamn planter in the shape of a triangle with 30 degree angles and shit. What was that? That's they the paint it? Yeah. The same people who were there doing those things are the same people who are going to tell the government to fuck off when it comes to um, to microchipping and nanotech. And guess who I also ran into at the gun store? The same people who were at Home Depot and Bass Pro. The point here, the, the message of the day, is get yourself a fishing pole, get yourself a firearm, and go make friends with some rednecks and move out on the land. We're all looking friends for rednecks. By the way, speaking as you know, from a person in a farming community um, with a community of gorillas around them, <laughs> we're, 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 we're taking applications. We're looking for good, authentic, genuine people who want to work a garden and live a peaceful life. looking for life. other gorillas? Looking for other gorillas and tell everybody else to fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, my God. You don't have to. You don't have to lock yourself up and board yourself up in your apartment, man. You don't have to, you know, be be overlooking downtown in you know well, your sixteenth-story fucking high-rise, and you're like, God damn, I'm stuck, man. Come be friends with some people, and and let's tell everybody, tell the government to go fuck off with their nanotech bullshit, and we're we're just gonna hey, go think on about it. Real what are you gonna do? I just, I just want to interject, just inject this real quick. Everything the government's telling you to do: go inside, don't get sunlight. Uh, stay addicted to your phone. Wait for your next instructions. Think about everything these people are telling you to do. It's the exact opposite of what you inherently know you need to do. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get healthy staying inside looking at your phone waiting for the next fear update. You're gonna get healthy going outside, communicating with people, getting your hands in the earth, getting you some sunlight, drinking you some water, getting hydrated, getting connected. Everything that they're offering right now is death, and I think that's why I just kind of laugh and trip out because people are tying buying into that. That's not what we should do. We should sit up over here and promote life. I hey, we are crazy solar person. powered. Yes, I am. Every solar morning, I got to make sure I get my sun energy. We all are. We're solar powered human beings, especially black people. Y'all are super. Yes, powered. sir. Y'all motherfuckers absorb more more heat. I got these tattoos everywhere, and as soon as my Thank skin you. turned black, I started soaking up more sun. Now I feel like I'm I'm one twenty percent black. Like your pow like your Popeye. Yeah, yeah. I got my Popeye on one arm. Good. Yeah, my girlfriend's well, black. She goes out in the sun. She's half black, so she goes out in the sun. And, like, she just fucking turns dark as shit. And she's got, like, tan lines up and being out there for 15 minutes. She runs to her car to get her keys. She fucking it's that golden tan brown. Lines. Yeah. It's that golden brown. There you go. Get that, get that copper bronze on you. Cinnamon <laughs> copper. That's her stripper name. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Ashley. Yeah, we were. <laughs> she says hi. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. You know, we're solar powered. Guys, we're solar powered. We fucking. That makes sense. We need water. We need. We need water. We need fresh air, and we need the sun. And if you get those things, you know, move around a little bit, stretch, get some exercise. You're gonna be great. That's all you need. Yeah. And vitamin C. Fuck it. Throw it in there. It's yeah. easy. Being healthy ain't that hard. You know yeah, what I literally. heard? I heard that this disease was meant to depopulate the earth, and that the elites actually released it on purpose. I don't know how true this is. They released it on purpose. And that it was a huge disappointment because something happened and divinity stepped in and it fucked up the evolution of this, this of this virus and our immune systems reacted and fucked it all up and it just it's been a huge disappointment to the elite. 
And I actually yeah, believe that. I was kind of feeling that before I even heard that. That's why, why I'm trying my hardest. Release a virus that kills the other man. Well, it doesn't kill them. They, they got the thing. 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 Do you know what the Georgia guy sounds? No. The what? They got that old energy? You're going to tell him anything? What? What was the question? I asked JC if you heard about the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, man. Has he not? Have you not heard of the, the Georgia no. Guidestones? No, really? I, I've, heard of, I've heard of the Louisiana ones <laughs> and the Oklahoma ones. Shut the fuck up. Dude, did, you so, Cali- did you hear the California guidelines? <laughs> Just the California guidelines? That's not the California guidelines? You're making that no, up. Man. No, man, so, are, are you serious? You no, no, no. So, so you... anybody here who's not heard of, heard of the Georgia Guidestones, these are like super deep shit. A lot of people have never wow. heard of this. Yeah. This is, this is next level shit. So the Georgia Guidestones are in like Elking. It's either Elkington County or Elbert County, Georgia. I can't Elberton. remember, but it's... Elberton. Elberton. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you're a fucking nerd. Um, so... <laughs> you, you I was just Elberton. trying to help. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm a nerd disappointment because I didn't remember... Uh, but they're, 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 it's outside of Atlanta, but they're, they're up on a hill and the, the Georgia Guidestones are literally a, a Stonehenge. It's like they were, they were commissioned in like the 1970s by this guy whose name was like RC Christian and it's yep. probably a pseudonym or a fake thing. And he paid cash. It was like a hundred thousand dollars or something to have this Stonehenge built. And there's astronomical alignments and there are these commandments written on these stones in like all these different languages. And there's like Egyptian and Hebrew and English and all this other Latin and all this other shit. And there's these new commandments written for the new world order essentially, but it's a giant stone mm-hmm. that was commissioned by somebody who had a hundred grand cash and a fake name to throw down on some fucking rocks to put in the middle of the field in Georgia. And it has some interesting commandments. Yeah. The very first commandment is maintain human maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. That's the very first thing they say. Oh, we, we're five hundred million. Five hundred million. million total. Yeah, so we're at seven million now. So that's killing ninety percent of the human race. Just get them all, all of them, and then it just goes on. It says God reproduction wisely, unite humanity with a living new language, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, and seeking harmony with the infinite. And the last one, the tenth commandment, essentially, is be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. nature. Leave room for nature. It it says it twice. All all this and sketchy. So here's what I'm saying, man. Here's the total pole flip of this conversation right now is that what if there was something that was natural and cataclysmic that took place and the, 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 uh, the lurking remnants of humanity crept their way up that hill in the long forgotten future and they found their way to the footsteps of the Georgia Guidestones? Would they not seem like some divine tablets? Of cosmic ordination. Oh my God! They, they would. They would. They would. They would. <laughs> my drop, they would motherfucker. It, they would see it as the new guidelines, bro. That's how it works. They have to cause the chaos and then provide the solution. They already got it to. That this is perfect for the the, the 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 apocalypse of the climate change that all these people are talking about. That's exactly what it is. I'm glad that people are saying it in the comments too. It's the happening. 
I'm not sure if you guys saw that movie with Mark Wahlberg. It's like M. Night Shyamalan movie. The Transformers? Just... I fucking love him in Transformers. Fucking Mark Wahlberg. You're talking about The Happening. which yeah. Whenever you put a fucking Boston guy in East Texas, he's in Paris, Texas, which is not far from us, and Mark Wahlberg fucked up the, everything. Well, he was a, maybe, he was a Boston maybe he cop. Just had a head Texas, right? Like, yeah. He was, he was an undercover Boston cop. No. Mark Wahlberg's yeah. fucking East Texas accent in uh, Transformers number 12, 25,000 was I terrible. Can't, I can't imagine Mark Wahlberg with his Boston accent trying to be like Texan. I can't imagine it. East, yeah, and East Texas is way thicker than us. It's way, it's, yeah, it's way more Texan than us. I'm trying to work on my accent these days. That's why it, it doesn't sound so crazy. But no, man, yeah. the world that we're living in is crazy. And let's just, I, I, I'm I'm grateful for these type of let's plug some good music. Hey, look, let's just plug some good music. Have you been listening to Trevor Hall lately? I have not. So but every time who, I listen to him, I think of you. I, I hope you do. Um, no homo. Yeah, no homo. Every time I hear Uncle Joe, I think of you. So listen, during this time, people need to be exercising. They need to be drinking water. They need to be eating their fruits and veggies, and and moving and communicating with their families and getting the sun and the fresh air and the water. We're talking about. But you also need to listen to music. Yes. Guys, listen to music, man. Music is medicine. Uh, it, it, like everything, it's either medicine or poison. I don't and, think uh, I would be able to make it through doing all this stuff that I'm doing without playing uh, 432 hertz or five, what is it, like 550 hertz music. I play vinyl beats throughout like the entire house. Space ambient music, meditation music, trance music, sleep-inducing music. I walk around the house. I have different stations playing binaural beats to help get my mind thinking in the right way. Don't listen to, you know, I don't listen to Fox, CNN, MSNBC, C-SPAN, I don't do that. I listen to like the ambient chill music and I let that guide me. I get control of my thoughts while I'm in space. Space Cadet J. We got a question from somebody that I think is the most crucial question to answer in this moment. And if you, if you go back and listen to this whole transmission tomorrow, because we will save this, um, but the, uh, Here's the, here's the question that needs to be answered. How do you stay calm knowing all these things? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always angry. <laughs> I am. That's, that's the answer, right? It's so true, though. Oh, man. Dude, uh, do you, I'll let you answer that, because I'll just, I'll just go off. <laughs> you fucking maniac. I love you so much. Hey, are, if the airlines are still working, I'll fly you out here this weekend. You want to come? I'd be down. Are you going to pay for my God. coronavirus treatment? <laughs> if you're okay with it, if Shelby will let you come. There's an airline that will pay me eight grand if I catch coronavirus. Let's see if we can catch that one. But I'm down. You know, Just come down here. We'll set up the studio. I'm going to have it tomorrow for a podcast anyway. Let's just fucking do it, and then we'll, we'll put it up. Everybody will love it. It'll be great. This weekend. You want to come? Maybe not this weekend. All this right. is like the no, only – maybe, maybe not this weekend. Next maybe weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend? Maybe next weekend. I could I, I could plan for next weekend, yeah. All right, let's do it next weekend. I okay. got you. you. Okay. I got you. Okay. We got, Wayfinder got points, bro. We got a Patreon. We got like three fucking subscribers. We got money. Yeah, dude. We have you like $30. Yeah. You guys deserve more. Check. You guys definitely um, deserve more. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll 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 bring you out and we'll do this and we'll we'll make it a good time. You can come out here and we'll we're gonna take, we're gonna find a way to sneak the jet ski to the lake and we're just gonna go fucking ride jet ski. It's oh, gonna be awesome. Put the jet ski in oh, by man. my house. Yeah, he's he's got lakefront, dude. We'll just put it. <laughs> the water is so high; it's like in my backyard. Yeah. You can just push. All right, then I'm down. 
I was supposed to go on a cruise next month, but uh, I would be way more down to take a trip over to Texas. Are you no, shaking you your head? Go on that cruise, bro. Are you yeah. shaking your head? <laughs> no, you know, why would you want to come to a place where we have all the supplies and, and everything that you would ever need when you can go, like, lock yourself on a ship in the middle of a giant mud puddle? Can't think of it. Can't think of it. Can I bring my guns? No, yeah. I can't bring Yeah, 100%. Guns. Yeah, if the, if the airline lets you bring them, come on out. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go shoot. It'll be great. We'll have a good time. Yeah, but I was going to get on the plane. My guns? I, remember, I derailed myself by throwing out an invite. It's all good. It's all good. Good music. Biden roll beats. Good, good music. Good music. Uh, so, um, getting connected. Yeah, get, get get connected to your shit. So, listen, guys, go Google a few different artists. Uh, Trevor Hall is the first one. Uh, Nako, which is N A H K O, he's an indigenous cat. He's an activist. He's badass. Natalie Rise, R-I-Z-E. She's out of this world. She's a powerful fucking Rastafarian chick. She's Australian, Jamaican. She's like one of the craziest human beings I've ever seen. She's like Tupac and Jimi Hendrix, like rolled okay. into one. And That's Bob Marley. An endorsement. She's Tupac, Jimi Hendrix, and Bob Marley rolled into one. Natalie What's her last Rise. name? Natalie, Natalie Rise. N-A-T-T-A-L-I-R-I-Z-E. Natalie, Natalie Rise. Rise. Okay. And she is Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, and Tupac rolled into one. She's a fucking soldier, dude. She's powerful. Her shit will fuck you up. EJ, oh my god, I just realized. This. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is your shit, dude. This is your music. You need you gotta be listening to Natalie Rise, man. Rebel is frequency. It, if you don't look it up and fucking call as soon as we're done with this transmission, you gotta watch Rebel it. Frequency? Rebel frequency okay. is the name of the song. And, and you got to look it up with the lyrics, and you got to call me immediately after. We're not friends anymore, and I revoke my invitation. That's what will happen. No, you don't. Do that. Yeah, no, I, don't. I want to revoke it. You're about to stake our friendship on this song? On this song. If you don't go listen to it, fucking yes. I'm that serious. Anyway, moving on. Natalie Rise. <laughs> Getting up. I'm over it. Come on. Listen to Jesse and call me later. So, um... Satsang or Satsang, S-A-T-S-A-N-G. Satsang, Satsang. Uh, Drew McManus is the lead singer. He called... Oh, you little bitch! I just now remember. Oh, you little bitch! <laughs> yeah, you're getting called out. So the so here I am talking about music. Satsang. The lead singer is Drew McManus. And last night he called me out on uh, on, on the stories. And he, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, hey. He goes, hey. Wayfinder Podcast, you got to do... 10 push-ups and tag five of your homies that have to do them. I did mine. I did you didn't mine. video it? I did. I videoed it. It was just wimpy push-ups, so I didn't want to show the world. I swear to God. I swear to, to God. Show, you have to show the world. I can Dude. show you right now. I can show no. you right now. I did it this morning on top of the We got two building. phones. How are you going to show me your fucking thing? Boom. See? Push-ups. No, push -ups. I don't want to see them. I'm not even no, you're seeing it. If you don't you're post seeing them, it. they're good-looking push-ups. They were bad push-ups. They could have been better. We all know it. you just had a video of you doing push-ups saved in your phone for this exact moment. Oh, and that oh, you yes. didn't do the push-ups oh, for the video. Oh, I just ran off and just switched clothes real quick and did push-ups? Yep. Oh. It's conspiracy. Oh, this is timestamp. <laughs> this is timestamp. 11.21 a.m. Hey, uh, listen. Anyways, Satsang, good musicians. <laughs> This is uh, good music. Will Evans. Will Evans is key. Will Evans is key. Will Evans is, an, is a multi-instrumentalist. It does all this shit on loop pedals. And he's 
one of the best human beings and um, it makes amazing music. Paul Isaac, I-Z-A-K, he's a Hawaiian, uh, amazing human being. Um, and then one of the most important things I could plug is a, a YouTube channel called Sugar Shack Sessions. Sugar Shack Sessions, everyone. Who's that? They, they have a YouTube channel and they have this amazing, cute little uh, music set up in Florida. And it's like this dope little patio, like a tiny desk kind of set up, but it's on this, this tropical little jungle patio in Florida. And they have all these amazing, uplifting, positive um, musicians that they, they bring out and they do this awesome little recording out there with them. So JC just posted it. He's in chat. Must be truth. Just posted Sugar Shack Sessions on YouTube. Go check it out. And they have all these artists that we listen to. And guys, listen, music is medicine. Give yourself good food, good water, good air, good activity, uh, good vibes with your people. Give yourself good music. And Sugar Shack Sessions is going to give you an inroad into basically every musician that we listen to and that our whole tribe listens to. JC is going to start, start throwing them in chat. Everybody look in chat. It must be truth. And he's got your musicians there. Do that. Do the supplements and shit that, that EJ talks about. Um, Iodine, magnesium, fish oils, zinc, selenium, all that good stuff. Like Adam said, hydrate. Get you some sunlight. Go get you some nature. Get your hands dirty. Stop, get, stop with the hand sanitizer. Put some dirt on it. You'll be all right. Rub some dirt on it, man. Rub yeah, some, rub dirt, some on dirt on it. it. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're That's not vegan say. at this time, you're the issue. Really? How's it going for you finding vegan shit right now? Honestly, when the food runs out, where's your, where's your vegan nutrition coming from? Because everything you're buying is coming from giant companies that make that shit in giant laboratories looking like fucking, like, uh... It's going to take me a whole season to fail at growing my vegetables, okay? Yeah, guys, listen, if you're vegan, you're fucked. That's the bottom line. If you want to be vegetarian <laughs> or pescatarian, if you want to be oh vegetarian or pescatarian, oh my god, great! It's awesome. If you're vegan, you're fucked because you're not going to get the nutrition you need from because the giant companies that make all the vegan shit, they're not going to be working anymore. And your 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 diet, I hate to break this to you, is completely unnatural. It's completely artificial, and that's why no culture in the history of the world has ever been vegan. No one until now. You can be vegetarian. You can be pescatarian. You can do that. Aristotle did it. Da Vinci did it. Uh, Plato did it. Uh, Marcus Aurelius did it. <clears throat> Jesus did it. Uh, Apollonius of Tyana did it. Pythagoras did it. Probably the Egyptians did it. Most of the Hindus and the ancient Sanskrit people and the, 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 um, the, the Dravidians did it. You can do it. You can be vegetarian and pescatarian. But you're not going to get the fuck. The vegan thing ain't going to work, man. It's artificial. It ain't real. And you're going to run out of food in about six and a half days. And you're going to be asking me for eggs. And fuck off. <laughs> Tell me if you're not vegan, you're part of the problem. You're part of the fucking problem. What <laughs> you vegan. Fuck you off. hate the Clintons? Same. I share, I don't know if I should say this, but I share the last name as Hillary and Bill. Oh, uh, my yeah. entire well, besides, life. Yeah. I'm like the good Clinton. I don't know if that means anything. You are the good Clinton. You're like George Clinton. Yeah. he's actually. I'm actually related to him. I'm sure you are. Yeah. That, he's, wasn't um, that was kind of racist. He's my dad's. It was subconscious. No, bro. He's, he's my dad's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Go <we'll> talk. <laughs> it's not racist. But, but all black people don't know each other. We're just all cool. Dude. 
I can't wait for you to come out. We're gonna have such a good time. These people watching, we love we love you guys so much. You guys are the reason we do everything. You guys are getting like a filtered version of just like of how like normal this is. <laughs> yeah. When when yeah. AJ's here, it's it's out of this fucking world. All right, let's see. How to stay calm being so woke. Same guy. He's, oh, he's but we didn't answer. We didn't. I didn't answer because I started. I ran. I ran off. That's what happened. How so, to stay calm. How to stay calm. <laughs> how um, to stay calm. We're obviously super calm. Yeah, by we, the way. we're obviously not overly stressing here. Uh, Have these kind of conversations, you know. Go out there, speak with people. Uh, really work through it. I was trying to break it down. Other people. Have faith. You know, you're going to be tested. Get prepared. Don't be. Don't be scared. Try to match your fear because I was talking to some of the other pages out there freaking out about all this. I said the easiest way you can get through this is match your fear with preparedness. If you're worried about stuff, start getting storable goods. If you want to if you want to try to take care of yourself, get vitamins. If you're really worried about these things, filter your water. If you're really worried, match your fear with preparedness. You'll be all right. Uh, the easiest antidote to fear is the truth. That's the easiest thing I can say. And if you live in truth, if you seek the truth, you will know the truth and you will live after it. But if yeah. you're looking for lies, deceit, manipulation, confusion, insecurity, doubt, all the worst negative emotions, you're never going to find it. So to answer the question simply, how to, uh, how to work through this, knowing all these different types of things, you're never going to know. Uh, whenever I first started, I hate to say mm -hmm. it, I used to drink a lot. Then I started smoking a lot. And I realized the power of working out and the power of getting out there in nature, the power of taking care of the chickens, the power of getting out there in the yard. At every stage of your awakening process, you're going to have different things to help uh, counterbalance the stress that you're under. Whether or not you recognize that you're at a different phase and that you need to have different things go on, that's upon the end user. Uh, if you would have told me a couple years ago I'd be addicted to, to fish oil and magnesium and water as much as I am now, I'd have laughed at you. But that's because I wasn't at that point that I was. Now that I've grown, not only in my knowledge and my understanding and in my life path, you find different things. So there's no real easy way to answer it other than adapting. Yeah, that's it. Um, be confident. Be, be confident in, in the material world, in the physical world, and be confident in the spiritual world. That, yes. Look, the, the question that you're asking, how, how are you calm in the face of all this knowledge, is really the same answer as how are you calm in the face of everyday life, period. Right? And, and the only way you should be calm in your life, period, is if you are competent in the physical world and you're competent in the, in the spiritual world. And if you're not, then any sense of security you have is a false one. <laughs> yes. I trust, I trust yes. my capabilities. I trust myself. I trust what I've cultivated. I trust the people that I've put myself around. And yes. in, the, in that sense, I'm calm. Yeah, that's I, it. I know what I'm capable of. Well, if you go up on the side of a mountain and it's freezing cold, the, the most calming thing that you can, the most calming uh, uh situation you can find yourself in is one in which you are capable of building a fire chopping the wood tell him the story adam yeah tell him, so about, the it, tell him about the man that chops his own wood how he yeah his yeah, own the, wood yeah. he who chops his own wood heats himself twice bro he who chops his own wood heats himself twice and so if you if you, if you go up onto a freezing mountain, the, the best situation you can find yourself in is the one in which you can build a fire. And so if yes. you find yourself, if we were in a zombie apocalypse, right? Let me take that metaphor to a different to a different direction. If you were in a zombie apocalypse, you know, and uh, you the zombies can run 10 miles an hour, and you find that you can run 14 miles an hour, you're going to be a lot more calm than a guy who can only run 5 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. We're in a situation where 
food equals resources. Water equals resources. Do you know one of the best things? Hold on. Fuck. Let me just take you guys with me. I got this fucking tripod going on. What? Hey, Ashley. Bye, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> bye, bye. Pouring tequila shots. Oh, we all right, I so wish look. I was there. Yeah, we wish you were here too. But look, <laughs> do you know one of the, the happiest things in the world to me, man? Hold on, I got a I got a cut up kitty pool that I just cut up. But one of the things that makes me happiest Yeah, we're yeah, we the dogs destroyed the kitty pool. But look, there's a hundred and fifty pounds of chicken feed. There's a hundred pounds of cat food, there's two hundred pounds of dog food. There's hay for the chickens, and there's 60 gallons of water. Good. You know what I mean? Good. And then we're, we're building planters and shit over here, but we've got additional supplies. I don't usually show this shit to people, but we've got endless shit on top of the things that we got, and we got a second fridge and freezer. Good. And if, 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 you're, if you're doing the things, you're doing the things you know you need to do, and we're staying fit, and we're stretching, and we're eating, and we're drinking. And, you know, we're, we're stocked up on every other thing that people need. No, that did not. He also that. gave out his address and his license I love your household. Look at this. Ashley picked this out. Hold on, I got to show you. Come sit on the porch with me. Yeah. That's apparently where uh, Shelby's watching us right now. Yeah. Watching on the porch with our dogs and chickens. Yeah, that's it. So look, man. Yeah. If you guys go build relationships with the people that you should be hanging out with anyway, and you go get yourself situated into a lifestyle that you're happy with, you got nothing to worry about, man. It's all going to be good. Nope. Quit worrying. Have faith. It's gonna. It's gonna work out. There's a divine ordinance to this whole thing. It's all. It's all ordered, and and there's a spiral that starts inside of here and here, and that spiral is 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 determined by your thoughts and your words and the actions that fruit from them. And if yes. you start from a place of fear, it's gonna spiral into a bunch of poor decision making. You're gonna you're gonna make the wrong decisions. If you start from a place of confidence and confidence, which comes from a place of knowing, which comes from a place of self-awareness and doing what you need to do, you're going to be good. That's why I was, I, I think, uh, I think that's why I get frustrated is because I'm seeing these studies. I see that the solutions are there. I see that this is a major and I see all this panic and I'm like, I think, I know it's not, I know this is manufactured. It's like, like you're saying, get prepared, get aware, see the problem, come up with the solution, work the plan. People don't have that kind of mindset, though. They want to get involved in the hysteria and the antics and the melodrama because it. it's easier. It's easier than getting prepared. It's easier than slowing down. It's easier than getting focused. Here, let's, hey, let's ask some of these shit talkers in chat what they want to talk about. You guys say it's dead. What do you want? Oh, don't listen to that guy. <clears throat> People in the comments are definitely vibing. Could this virus be just be nature? Pandemics have killed millions before. Recently, the Spanish flu. Um, people said I was crazy. I know they're all questioning their own thoughts. I tried to red pill them deep, deep. Let's see. Well, if somebody's got if somebody's got a valid question, I want to answer it. If somebody's just talking shit, you can go fuck yourself. Get out of chat. <laughs> 
They don't need you. They're, AJ don't need they're you. They're probably talking shit, bro. That's, That's all they know how to care. do. That's I'll all they know you. how to do. Hold on. <laughs> Put, give him a nugget. Yeah, you want to? You want to? You want to answer? I'll give you an answer. If you want to troll? I, I just block and fuck you. I think that's how that's that's how people have been trained, man. They don't know how to have like authentic or original thoughts. They've been told to lash out. It's the only thing they know how to do. Yeah. Make a joke of things. They don't know how to like. They don't know how to get control of their emotions or the mind. It's easier to lash out. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. What does that say? Do you think this is a distraction for the rollout? Talking about the CEO G? stepping down. Hey, so that's interesting. What do you know about the CEO? So, the, so the question in chat was. Um, what can you guys say about all the CEOs that are stepping down? So for anyone who doesn't know, there have been a record number of CEOs stepping down from major corporations. Yes. And I even saw after all of that, that the CEO of Onnit, Aubrey Marcus, just stepped down, which is particularly relevant to me because really? as a podcaster and, and an operator in this kind of conscious space, I thought that was, you know, Aubrey's always been sort of a thing. Um, but he stepped down from on it, which is really weird. Knowing Aubrey, it seemed really out of character, and I didn't connect uh, the dots till last week. But so, EJ, what do you make of all these fucking CEOs stepping down? Th- th- this is something you've you got to take into consideration if you're going to forecast these events, and I haven't given it enough thought. I have no idea. The only thing I can think is is what do what do these companies all have in common? And what happens whenever they actually leave their posts? You have people like United Airlines, Alphabet, Gap, McDonald's, Wells Fargo, Under Armour, uh, California Power, Gas, and Electric basically just got sued. They, uh, they, they, they actually admitted to 87 or 80-plus counts of involuntary manslaughter due to the 2018 wildfire. So I'm looking at all these other things, and the easiest way I can summarize it is what we were talking about before. Maybe these companies receive this coronavirus bailout and then they get bought out by the government and then they become part of the critical infrastructure where they're part of this whole new socioeconomic reformation, socio-political reformation. I'm not sure. Uh, the easiest thing to say is like, oh, they ran to their deep underground military bases. They, they the, the jig is up. I get that. But for the rest of us who are still here, that we're left wondering. I mean, you got LinkedIn, T-Mobile, Harley Davidson, Mastercard, Hulu, uh, Disney, Salesforce, all these different things, and it just makes me think: Where are these people positioned in our economy and in our society? And what happens when the CEOs step down? Like, 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 like Bill Gates stepping down from Microsoft, but then on that in that very same week, offering the people of Seattle at-home test kits for the coronavirus. So I, I, I don't really know how to, like, concisely answer it because I'm still only left with questions. There's way too many CEOs. I mean, right here, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, by the end of the year, by the end of 2019, an all-time record high of 1,480 CEOs had left their posts. So by the end of 2019, 1,400 CEOs left. We only caught, like, a, a snippet of them. So what is happening in the economy and, and big money and big tech and whatever, whatever these industries are and what's going to happen with that? So I, I'm, I'm not sure how to concisely answer that for you, brother. I don't know either. I don't know either. The, the most interesting thing that anyone said in the chat room was that the CEOs may not have access to all the funds they have invested in the company while they're CEOs. 
And that, that actually happens to be true in most cases that I'm aware of. The CEO has livestock bought into the company, invested in the company while they are working there. Uh, and that keeps their uh, fiduciary responsibility anchored at the company. Whenever they step down, they can, they can liquidate, take all their money out of the company and go do what they want. Uh, as of a lot of years ago, I mean, I think 10 years ago or so, most of the elites were buying uh, land east of the Peruvian Andes down like uh, in Peru and all the way down to Chile uh, in the, on the western, sort of the western side of, uh, of South America. And so there are a lot of, there are a lot of um, laws and stuff in Chile. Chile is very American in a lot of ways. There's a lot of freedoms. It's very American. All right, guys, I'm going to go for just a minute. We're going to close this out. If you're watching, we're going to close this out here in the next couple of minutes. And then I'm going to get back on and play music in a little bit. It'll be great. We'll have a good time. What up, guys? All the people joining. What's up, guys? What up, what up, what up? What's up, guys? Hey, EJ. Do you want to bounce on this? We'll, we'll do a, let's do a minute. Here, let's, let's wrap this up. So everybody can do their thing. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Oh, hey, man. All right, dude. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up for everybody. Um, I may come back on here in a minute and play some guitar and fuck around if I can get JC to do it. I'm going to have to feed him a shot and a God knows what else. Beautiful music, I'm sure. I wish you were here. Maybe you can be here. I'm, I'm going to be there. We'll join, we'll join you back in. We'll fuck I'm, it. We'll do it again. We'll fuck it. I'm, I'm we'll gonna just keep be it going. There. Fuck them. We'll just do it anyway. I'm trying to make, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get all this. Cause I'm gonna. Would you mind if I record if I pulled this for my audience too to give it to the audience to listen to? Can you do that? Yes. Dude, EJ, my property is your property, brother. Me casa su casa. You know that. Do you want me to tell you how? It's a simple Google extension. You just download the video and the audio version, then you mesh them together, and then you got uh, you got your episode. I can show you how. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll look at that yeah, next man. weekend. But um, I don't know. What do you what what, sh what should I say to end it? Um, get healthy. Don't be scared. Uh, your mother didn't raise a bitch. And your, your mom ain't raised no bitch. Mom ain't raised no bitch. And your father smells of elderberries and squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> elderberry, elderberry is very important, guys. Elderberry is. is a big thing. It is. Um, if that's you awesome smell of elderberries right now, I would think. You you know how to take care of yourself. Yeah, it felt like you you were into holistic medicine. I didn't really think that I was uh, into it, dude. You know. Hey, can I plug the can I plug the podcast real quick? No, get out of here. Well, it's Wayfinder podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, he fucked you up. 
I love how Jason just like storms off. He's like, it's Wayfinder Podcast. <laughs> you can get it. Wayfinder Podcast, motherfucker. Wayfinderpodcast.com. And uh, really, the, the, big, the big goal here is if you go to wayfinderpodcast.com, you can get uh, – it's a portal that has all of the different podcast apps that you would want. So whether it's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, whatever it is, it's all there at wayfinderpodcast.com. One click, you can get whatever, whatever platform you want. Um, you can also go to the Patreon and support us. You can also go to the Patreon for EJ's page and support – uh, Factions of Freedom, which is a fucking amazing alternative news outlet. EJ is the only news I listen to, because fuck all the rest of them. Even my kids, oh. hey, Braden, yeah. hey, whenever, uh, so Braden will catch wind of your news sometimes, and, and he'll he'll tell somebody the story, and they'll be like, where'd you hear that? He's like, it, it was Freedom Faction, so like, you know it's real. So, oh. my kids are supporting okay. Freedom Faction, man. They know that, uh, that EJ really looks out for the truth, and so you guys can go Support Factions of Freedom. Support EJ's work anywhere you can. Support Wayfinder Podcast. We appreciate it. We've got lots of new content. Um, almost daily podcasts we're doing. We're either doing a live on Instagram or we're dropping a podcast every day of this quarantine thing. Because fuck it, why not? Um, Are you guys going to do like a vlog series for like quarantine? I was thinking about doing that. We're doing it. Yeah, we're yeah. It's the fucking um, what are we, what, what are we calling it? I on the last video. It was the 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 Corona Ganza twenty twenty or some shit. Corona Ganza. Yeah, Corona Palooza twenty twenty <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's either Instagram Live or a podcast that's dropping every single day. And so for the last seven days, we dropped like five podcasts and done two Instagram lives. Yeah. So you guys come check it out. We're having a good time. Um, we are really trying to embody balance, focus, calmness. And, um, and, and purpose in our lives here, you know. And so the whole Wayfinder podcast thing is, you know, we're, we're trying to help everyone become a master of their own domain, a master of their family, a master of their environment, and to become better people all around, and particularly to help men find uh, themselves and to become conquerors of their own kingdom and to help women understand the men in their lives. So it's, it's sort of this, this whole thing that we're doing. So you guys come, come follow us, and we appreciate it so much. Are these those aforementioned gorillas that you said I needed to join up with or find? Oh, you're already part of the gorillas, bro. Ah, okay. You know that. You're just you just happen to be like 600 miles away. Oh, I'm an honorary gorilla. No racism. No homo. <laughs> no, honorary. Not honorary. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. You're you you're, you're all in, dude. You, oh. you show up anytime. You're like a lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Lieutenant Gorilla J. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, it's dude. so nice to see you guys like in these trying times. It's good to see. Yeah, you yeah, you your head can tell that we're having a we're having a hard time, man. It's it's really shots. Really, I, don't, I don't know really how you're gonna get by. I don't know how yeah. you're gonna get by with those tequila shots and all that toilet paper. Shots, man. Yeah, if you guys are looking for the Ten Commandments we mentioned earlier, that was the Georgia Guidestones. You guys can Google the Georgia Guidestones. Um, if you want to be calm during these times, have faith that it all works out. What, I, what we found is that people get really worried and anxious when they feel like they don't have the uh, the weaponry and armory to survive or to, to be, you know, um, to be formidable in their environment. And you can be formidable just by having faith and, and giving yourself some, um, some basic education on the things that you need. Boy, and this, this is joking, but it's also serious. With the freaking toilet paper situation... 
anybody that needs to hear this, three squares <laughs> will get the job done. And you're going to wash your hands after we, any, oh like you're going to wash your hands. If you don't wash your hands after you wipe your ass, you're doing it wrong already. So you don't have to worry about running out of toilet paper, but three squares and that roll of toilet paper will last you so long. You'll be so surprised. Your septic system in your house will love you for it. Quit freaking out about stupid crap like disposable goods. Honestly, a warm washcloth will get the job done. You just got to do more laundry. Yeah, so, you just got to do more laundry if it's if it's a don't, don't buy into all of the craziness that, you know, all this stuff's getting off the shelves and I don't have it. Not, there's always a way through. So three squares. That's really adapt and overcome. If, if this two hour conversation has led to anything important for me, EJ, to say three squares. Oh, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, that's, that's all that's, I wanted to say. That's that's how you want to summarize it. Yeah, I mean, not not for everybody, but for me, from my perspective, three squares. Just use three squares. <laughs> if you need more than that, that's fine. Maybe shave. But I want to. I, I just want to say this, and I'm gonna let you guys go. I wish I was there, but I want. I'll say this, and I'm gonna let you guys go. There's a concept I'm trying to like figure out how to explain more on the show. It's the evolution of warfare. It's no more bang, bang, shoot them up, you're dead. It's spiritual warfare, biological warfare, emotional warfare, psychological warfare. And we are in the days and the times where you've got to get trained up. That's all we're talking about. Adam, JC, I want to say thank you guys so much for having me. I can't. Next week. Maybe next week. I'll, I'll be out there with you guys. But I just want to say thank you so much for having me. We it's, need to do awesome. this again if you're just sitting around your house. Because we are. So we should do yeah, this you again. Guys can, you guys can come by if you want. I mean, we got more than enough, more than enough open rooms and toilet paper for both you guys and your families. You don't have enough toilet paper for me because I'm not using three squares. You better stop He's dropping the bombs. Square guy. You better stop dropping bombs. All, All right, guys. It says burritos, bro. I love you, bro. Guys. I love you man. Bye, guys. Let's talk. Let's talk later. Tomorrow, come back. Later. I fucking love him. Yeah, he's a fucking man. <laughs> he's one of my favorite people in the world. One of my favorite fucking people. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Sturgis Simpson. Yeah. You guys listen to Sturgill Simpson at all? Because we'll play that shit. That seems right. I think I play it way high though, because I can sing under it. What's up, guys? Yeah, I was saying. I don't know. Guys, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> so I'm going to skip that song for now. <laughs> the uh, lockdown's being done in April. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, a lot of people are hoping for Easter, which would be April 12th. I would say, yeah, as a thing to adopt. Hope for the best, expect the best. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah, I think uh, all the way out through April, it's going to be a little bit stiff.
I'll be the earth that grounds you from the chaos all around. I'll be the home you can return to. I can be your middle ground. I will serve as a reminder. If you jump, you will not fall. Go on, spread those wings of reason. We are water after all. And if you call on me, I'll come running like a coyote. Cause we're pillars in me. A lighthouse when you're out to sea. A beacon when direction's all I need. Compass if you know what I mean. Drunk on that nectar of all that you are to me. You can trust me in my instincts. They're like that of a bird. When I am loyal, I will feed you. Sing your songs you never heard. Who wants to wear the hat this morning? I reckon neither of us care. There is more to life than bleeding. I would follow you, I swear. And if you call on me, I'll come running like a coyote. <laughs> My cat just jumped and busted ass, dude. The cat just didn't make it. <laughs> I'm freaking with directions, all I need. Compass if you know what I mean. Drunk on that nectar of all that you are, are to me. And I will always share my fire. The proper way to pay respects. Lay the back down in gratitude. One thing I cannot neglect. There are eyes to watch us closely. There's a story they will tell. There's a war between fact and fiction. We have no time to dispel. And if you call I'll come running like a coyote Cause we're pillars in deep Lighthouse when you're out to sea Beacon when direction's all I need Compass if you know what I mean 
drunk on that nectar of all that you are to me. It's a song called Tusk Pies by Nako, N-A-H-K-O. Go look it up. Look it up. Love you guys. Have fun tonight. Peace out.